Hey, Tom. Hey, Big Zo, what's up? Guess what? Support for Fans Led Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, Manscaped? Aren't they the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Uh, that's right. Aren't they the ones that offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels? Not only do they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, they obsess over the technology developments mm. to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. I also I heard somewhere Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Isn't that insane? Uh, yeah, and it's also worldwide, as a matter of fact. Right, yeah, that's what I said, worldwide. Exactly, and you know, because of that, mm-hmm. we have an exclusive offer oh. for our listeners. Oh my goodness. Get this, uh-huh. 20% off okay. and free shipping what? with the code FANCYLAD. At manscaped.com. Fancy lad. Fancy lad. Fancy Podcast fancy lad. Fancy Podcast lad. gonna talk my friends. Fancy gonna share a lad. thought. Gonna have a laugh. That's fancy what I thought. Lad. Fancy lad. Fancy the fancy lad. podcast. Fancy lad. Fancy lad podcast. Uh, yeah. And we are back. Oh, yes, we are. For real. This time. Back on the fancy lad podcast for reals though absolutely for reals and we can't stress enough how real it is that we are in fact back and where are we big zo on the fancy lad podcast mm-hmm. in the fancy lad podcast studio yes and i know what you're probably thinking to yourself you're probably thinking is this real or is this really real oh it's really real my friend yeah yeah to quote the great tom penny right yeah, uh-huh. that's my favorite quote of his. I thought he was in the uh-huh. room. It's good, right? Yeah, I've been working on it, and it's watch you, all the all the people at home that aren't viewing on the Patreon. They can't see this, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna, I'll put on my uh, Tom Petty outfit real quick. Yeah, I'm sorry, my Tom Penny outfit, not my Tom Petty outfit. Right? Yeah, not. I don't want to confuse people out there. This is my Tom Penny impression. Exactly. Oh, uh-huh. oh my God! Are you sure that? You're not just Tom Penny wearing a full-body Tom Tweak mask? You know, a lot of people question what happened to Penny. Where did he go? Why did he disappear? And, yeah, I'm here to tell you the answer is he's disguised himself as me, Tom Tweak. Did he quit or is he dead? That's kind of a little of both. He may as well be both when he's disguised as me. So you've been Penny the whole time? Yeah. yeah. The, the whole time? To- the whole time? The whole time? <laughs> yeah, the whole time. I'm sorry, I didn't want you to find out like this. My world is shattered. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going to have to break all of my Tom Penny and the Heartbreaker CDs. Well, you know, you should uh, you should burn them. Yeah, I'll burn them before I break them. Yeah, just so you have it. You want to yeah. have a backup. I want to be able to have it. You it's know? smart to have a backup. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's smart to have a backup. Well, I guess, uh, Penny, I want to say it's mm-hmm. an honor and you're one of my favorite skaters of all time. Thank you, Mike. And, wow, I was going to say thank you for being on the podcast, but I guess you've been on the podcast the entire time. Right, 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 right. My God, my God. He's just so insightful. All right, mate. I'll, I'll see you later, Matt. Oh. All right, see you, Bye. What? Yeah, sorry. He's what gone the... now. Are you sure there wasn't a tinge of Michael Caine there at the end? I mean, there might. I mean, Penny's, Penny's been, the Penny side of, of me has been watching a lot of, uh, of uh, he's been watching Archie over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you always wear your uh, your penny loafers to the podcast, but I usually wear my my Tom penny loafers. 
Oh, right. Yeah. See, and that's the difference. And I meant to say he's been watching Alfie, not Archie. He has been watching a lot of uh, All in the Family, though. Okay. If this is a Michael Caine reference, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, thank God. Well, someone out there might. But you know what? Let's move away from the Michael Caine stuff. This isn't the Michael Caine podcast. So Michael Caine was the voice of Alf, is what you're telling me. (laughs) Yes. You didn't know that? He was like, all right. I guess I'll eat some cats then. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh, my God. Are you? Are you secretly Alf? I'm Michael Caine. This whole time? The, The whole time. I can't do it. I can't. I can't keep it up. Oh, you can't keep it up. Damn it. I know. All right. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not really Tom Penny either. Fuck. I've just God. been practicing. God damn it. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to all the Sweaty and Drench fans out there who believed it for a hot second. Because you know they did. I mean, I got to say. Our word is law over here. I got to say, people love our impersonations. Mm-hmm. And the Tom Penny and the Michael Caine. Do the best. They're going to go down the history books. Going down the history books, for sure. As two of the... Two of the best impersonations that have ever been on a podcast. Two of the best Michael Caine and Tom Penny impersonations that have ever been on this episode of the Fancy Lab podcast. Uh, when you hit it, when you hit it as me as I got the dope line, the sick line. Hello there, Otto. Wake up, man. It's time for us to go skateboarding. Oh, my God. And now that I think about it, they're both mm-hmm. British. Dude. And you know what, Tom Petty? I don't think he's British. No, I don't think so either. But he seems like I think he would he's be. an American girl. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. It's probably just the Jeff Lynn that made him seem British. Yeah, so I think that we're just really good at British accents. That's probably it. Yeah. Who's another? Go ahead. Toss me another British guy real quick. Uh, I know uh, it's tough. I know it's uh, tough. George Bush. Well, uh, yeah, there, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Wait, was... junior, where, junior or senior? <laughs> I, say, I didn't specify, and it was borderline either. You could have gone either way with it, really. <laughs> that's, that's why I couldn't decide. Uh, let's say, <laughs> you know what? I feel like you nailed it either way. I feel like you nailed it either way. Just proving our point, yeah. we are pros at uh, impressions. Well, you know, fool me once, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fool can't get fooled again. Yep, that's good. That was close. And for the record, not going to do it. <laughs> Would not be prudent. No. Would not. Not not whatsoever. But you know what? This isn't the impression podcast. No, no. Although some of you out there really wish that it was. And some of you new listeners out there, this may be your first impression podcast if this is the first one you're listening to mm-hmm. in which case we apologize and we should probably introduce ourselves oh yeah that's actually not there. a bad idea because they know that that we're back and they know that we're on the fancy lad podcast cover that they know that we kill it at impressions exactly mm. i guess that brings us here mm-hmm. so i guess we should tell them who we are okay let's do that why don't you start okay well i'm i'm tom tom tweak not tom penny tom tweak mm-hmm mm-hmm and I'm Big Zo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, both hosts of the Fancy Lad podcast. Ah, yes. And that, again, that is where we are right now. Yeah. And what what better place to be? I wish I could live here, honestly. Oh, man. If we could just live in this. I mean, as far as the listeners know, we do live self-contained within the podcast. That's yes. the only time they hear of us. 
Yeah. Unless they're watching the videos and, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I'm here, I'm... Family? When I'm here, I'm family. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking of when I'm at the podcast, it's mm-hmm. kind of like... I'm living in one of those giant pods. Oh, my God. Like the Matrix. Oh, dude. Like a big, like, kind of like a... um. Uh, sensory deprivation pod kind of like filled with goo or something the one with the colonies yeah and i'm tapped in yeah you're tapped in you're jacked in i'm jacked in that's how we record the podcast they oh just, man you know oh i know about jacking in in the podcast studio yeah you know yeah. about jacking in mm-hmm. yeah you know a- about jacking yeah J- aj has been talking a lot about jacking off in the podcast studio and i think there's a big confusion i'm not exactly sure what he's talking about that is strange yeah, but I assume he's talking about jacking in. He just has his phrasing incorrect. I don't even. I don't even know what else to to say uh, about um, the jack here. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like an ox cord. Oh, it's like an ox cord. You want to pa- pa- you want to pass the jack. Mm-hmm. And you know that makes me think. There are, you know what I love about, let's bring it back to skateboarding for a second. Okay, because you said ox cord, and that reminded me of Oxford. Yeah. Which instantly reminds me of Tom Penny. Right. And that's good, because that's on the track of skateboarding. That, exactly. Perfect. Back to the ox cord. You know, there's so much great music in skate videos. You know, it's mm. a huge part of skate videos. It really is. And it's how a lot of people discover music when they're growing up skateboarding i know it's how i discovered a lot of music i listened to right a- absolutely 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 well yeah 100 percent. and you know you you honestly when you think when you break it down a mm-hmm. skate video mm-hmm. it's like clips of skate clips and then the rest of it's music and you know depending on how good the soundtrack is that really can make or break a video that's true and it oftentimes does make or break a video that's true the skating can take it pretty far, you know? You know, I like to assume that every skater out there picks their own songs. I don't think that that's the case. I don't think it is either, but it is something that you really like to imagine, especially when the part in the song fucking kill it, you know, and it's so good mm-hmm. and just perfect. You're like, ah, man. Yeah. I hope this is my my dream image of this skater. I hope this is real. Yeah. But is it? Like when... um. Like when um, I was trying to think of the worst possible skate song I could think of. The worst possible one. Yeah. Man, it's kind of hard on the spot. I mean, there was that there was that one. I mean, yeah, maybe it's like, well, Lenny Kirk definitely picked Highway to Heaven. Oh, my God. Okay. I love that that version of Highway to Heaven. I don't typically love children singing in mm. songs, especially choirs of children yeah. singing about religion. Not typically? Not t- not typically. It was atypical for me to like that. Yeah. But that Lenny Kirk part in Time Code. Yep. Highway to Heaven. Right. God, there's something about it. All right. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to have to think keep what, that that was your pick for worst worst song. Yeah, now I'm going to have to I keep mean, thinking. It's up there, but God, I love that one. It's a classic. All right. Well, you know what? While I, you know, take a break and try to think of some of the worst songs in skate videos, why don't we try to wrangle up someone who maybe is skated to good songs? Oh, so we think about some of the worst songs in skate videos and in the meantime, wrangle up someone who skated to some of the best. Yeah. So we 
mm-hmm. find someone like that, okay. interview them for about an hour. Perfect. And then once they leave, yeah. maybe we'll come up with another bad song that was in Escape Idiom. Oh, man, that's not a bad idea. I think it's a great idea. Well, sh- should we grab some beverages in the meantime? Yeah. You know what? That sounds good. But, you know, before we even grab a beverage, I'm mm-hmm. just going to... Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, you're a fucking madman. You know, it's good to have one on deck, but God, you're insane. In the meantime, I just want the listeners to know that I just cracked into a uh, Clown Shoes brand beer, oh. Zebra Warren 2021. Dude, that's a double IPA with mango and pink guava. Oh man, what what's the uh, what, what what percentage are we talking? Mm. Is that like eight? Mm. Oh man, that sounds. Good. Oh yeah, that's an eighter. That's an eight percent. Oh, that's an eighter. All right, well, um. Well, now like that I said, you... I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to need to grab another one of these. So yeah, I'm we... going to have to grab some Clown Trees brand beer now that I see you're drinking the Clown Trees brand beer. That's what I'm thinking. So why don't we take a quick break and come right back? Uh, yeah. Big Joe, I got to tell you, my balls have been feeling fantastic ever since Manscaped hooked it up. Tom, I know you literally have been mentioning that to me like, I don't know, every hour on the hour since you got the Manscaped hookup. I, right, but I am that excited about it. You have no idea how long I've been searching for the world's perfect trimmer for your balls. The perfect trimmer. I'm not talking about the Lawnmower 3.0. Oh, I know. Because I'll tell you what. I saw you take that out of the box, mm-hmm. and I was in the middle of saying the perfect trimmer doesn't exist. And I had to stop. Oh, yeah. Right hey, really? before the end of my sentence, because I saw that and mm-hmm. I realized the perfect trimmer does exist. And yeah, they they do exist. Can I tell you what my favorite part of this damn trimmer is? Oh, yeah, please do. You know me. I like to take my showers with the lights off. Oh, absolutely. Sets mm-hmm. the mood. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So little ambiance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pop on the theme song to Frasier. Uh-huh. I cut the lights and I'm in the shower for hours. Mm-hmm. And. While I'm in there, yep. I can bring the shaver in the shower with me because not only because it's waterproof. Oh, yeah. It's it's waterproof as all hell. But the LED light mm-hmm. gives me ample light to actually see what the hell I'm doing in there. And you know us skaters, we're all about lighting up the spot. Mm-hmm. And what the ultimate spot, they call it the G spot. That That's the gooch. Oh, the gooch. Yeah, the gooch. Mm-hmm. And you got to trim that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want, unless you want stinky, sweaty balls. No. And I don't think you do. I don't think you do. It's pretty unpleasant. I mean, use deodorant for your armpits. Why wouldn't you, you know, use it for the stinkiest part of your body? Ah, uh, here we go with the crop preserver The stinkiest, again. stankiest. Oh, it is, dude. I mean, that's why we keep so far in the Fancy Lab podcast studio. I can't stand the smell of you. Well, now I think we're going to be able to sit a lot closer. Because mm-hmm. my balls are smelling sweet. Can you at least stop saying every time we see each other, I smelled you getting off the elevator and smell you later? Yeah, I, I can try, but it's kind of, you know, it's instinctual. Yeah. But anyways, I want all of our sweaty and deranged fans to get their sweaty and stinky balls in line, you know? And I want them to experience the same thing we're experiencing. And that's why Manscaped is hooking it up. We got a special offer, Big Zo. What's that? Dude, 20% off plus free shipping with the discount code. Guess what that is? Um, Balls? No, it's not balls. It's fancy lad. That's perfect. That is perfect. And you know what? That's going to help us out a lot and help 
you know, Manscaped to continue to help us support this podcast that you're listening to right now. Oh, absolutely. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANCYLAD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANCYLAD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Uh, yeah. And we are back. Oh, yes, we are back. And that was a fantastic break. My God, Tom, you know what? One of my mm-hmm. top 10 breaks of all time. Oh, man, easily in my top five. Yeah. And did you did you happen to grab a, a beverage like you uh, were planning on? Oh, I grabbed a beverage. I grabbed a delicious uh, liquid death from one of our, uh, our oh. sponsors here. Oh. One of our favorite sponsors and our most definitely our most hydrating sponsor. Sponsor of the podcast. Sponsor of the podcast. Sponsor of Fancy Lad Skateboards in general. That's true. Mm, mm. And yeah, I think they sponsor quite a few other people as well it's true why don't we introduce our special guest fellow sponsor of liquid death oh cory professional skateboarder cory duffel oh hi oh yes yes it's not visual but hello audio wise and i also have my liquid death out too oh hell That's yeah right. <laughs> the sparkling one cheers oh cheers oh uh, man yeah exactly That's so first before we get into it right yeah we've uh yeah, we're we're on a mission to get every single rider uh, sponsored by Liquid Death on the mm-hmm. podcast. So ho- so far, we've had Dane Berman. Mm-hmm. Yep, and now you're on. Yep. All right. And for some reason, Richie Jackson's afraid to come on, but we're gonna get him one day. Is he afraid? I don't know. He keeps giving me the runaround. Come on, Richie. What's the problem? Why He's is a- he afraid? Uh, he he belongs. He's quite fancy. He's I, quite know. He I know. I know. I I think it's because it makes too much sense. Yeah. That he's somewhat worried about it, you know? Maybe he's afraid that he and I can't exist in the same spot at once. That's a good point. I mean, it's it's valid, but I mean, Richie, yeah, if, I'm, I'm willing to give up the space for you. You're, and let me ask you, is Fancy Lad inspired by Richie Jackson whatsoever? I mean, the skating, I would say, is inspired by his and now part, mm. which was very influential to us. That's what I mean. Obviously, yeah, guys- and is yeah in the death skateboards yeah. part. Yeah, um, and yeah, Richie Jackson's uh, and now in death skateboards part was very influential, along with uh, Ragdoll's slaughterhouse part. Mm. You know, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll make a top five of our influences after uh, the podcast and send it to you. Yeah, yeah, we know you want to know, but you know those <laughs> parts that really think outside of the box of skateboarding. You know. Especially for that time, too, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, for how, sure. How old are you both? I'm 34 years old. Yeah. Or 34 I, years young, rather. Yeah, and I'm and I'm 33. So, yeah. Yeah, so during a time like that, you guys both started skating, what, night, probably like 99, 2000, around that time? I like actually... 90, 98. I yeah. started really young because of my brothers, but I couldn't do a kickflip for the first three years of skateboarding, and then I finally did a varial flip. But I started in uh, December of 95 was when I got my first board. Wow. Okay. So well, you really started, what, when you were like four years old then? I was like eight or nine. Okay. Really? Young. Yeah. But yeah. when did you really, I mean, minus the varial flip, when did you actually start skating? When did you start watching the videos? No, that well, no, I probably watched more videos than when I not more, but I started watching videos. The first video I got was that summer 
on my family vacation at the Cape. We went to the surf shop and we bought two videos. Well, we bought two videos. We got a free video from a Thrasher subscription, 911 Emergency. Oh, hell yeah. But then the first two videos that we bought were uh, Toy Machine Welcome to Hell and Evolve Still Life in 96. Damn. Did you get some sex wax, Mr. Zogs, at the surf shop, too? I saw it. <laughs> Trust me, I saw the sex wax. There's a lot of not? jokes. At that age, there's a lot of jokes being made about the sex wax. And oh, still yeah. now to this I day. I was going to say, at that age, what are you talking about? Those are timeless. Yeah, um, Zogs. What year did you start skating, and what was your first video? 94, mm-hmm. Hookups Asian Goddess. Really? Oh, wow. You know, that's worth a pretty penny nowadays. I'm, I'm looking at my copy. It's right above on that shelf over there. So st- still got it. Very Gre- Greco and very inspired by it, whatever we want to call it. Greco and Rally have parts in that, right? Rally's got a part. Skating, mm-hmm. good song. Uh, Beautiful John is the song he skates to. Klein, obviously, best obviously. part. Tom you Penny, think- probably flipped the 10 stair. Mm-hmm. Tom Love- Penny. Yes. Love Penny. We're big Love Penny that. fans. So that's a great, that's an awesome first video. That is a great first video. What about Evolve Still Life? Have you seen that? That is good. At, who's At, got part of that one? I'm trying to think. Not Chad Vaught. Um, I think Adam McNatt has last part. It's either Adam McNatt or or T Bone. I forget which T Bone skates to three songs, but Adam <laughs> McNatt has an epic part in that video. Dude, Evil was pretty sick. I mean, it was like H Street 2.0 if that even is a thing. And it evolved into Osiris Shoes. Kind of a trip. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. T-Mag. It might have been... Uh, well, I always wondered if they actually named it after the uh, Sonic Youth album or not. What uh, do you think? So what it is, it's love spelled backwards. Mm-hmm. That's what... I think that was the whole thing behind it is Brian Reed, the creator of the D3, Osiris owner, I, I believe that's what he told me a long time back that it had something to do with just love spell backwards. And what a video it would have been. I mean, first of all, it's one of my favorite videos of all time. But imagine if you were in Osiris the Storm. <laughs> oh, shit. I was at the video premiere, and that was good enough for me. Sat next to Jamie Thomas at it, too. Pretty funny. Wait, Jamie Thomas at it? Is that I, what you said? I, was, I sat next to Jamie Thomas at the video premiere in San Diego. So that was kind of a, a trip. Ah, uh, the chef. Damn. Yeah. The yeah. chef, and the chief and I watched it. I remember him watching like the Hollywood High section with Chad Fernandez doing some moves, and mm-hmm. you can see Amy kind of like definitely checking out Terminator Vision, wondering what the fuck's about to, going down, you know, yeah. what he's about to do in Misled Youth, or I, I can't remember which came out first, but I could just feel that kind of the you know the vibes between you know what's happening because obviously Jamie king of the nar at the time and then the storm is pretty heavy too he was worried that chad was going to back lip the rail before him who i i have no clue what was on his mind but i could just feel that tension you know of him watching the video mm. and i was just excited to be sitting next to you know my favorite skateboarder i'm i'm what, like 13 14 at the time in san yeah. diego watching this premiere but also just wondering what the fuck is going on you know, there's a whole team on stage with boom boxes and all sorts of wild shit happening. Yeah. Um, maybe he was just mad that he didn't. He wanted to skate to that Rolling Stones "Play with Fire" song. Fantastic. And, and Chad got to do it before him. 
Never know, man. Never know. <laughs> but, but I'm tell you the truth. I'm glad I was not in the storm. That's. I was not was not too into into it at that time. It was but if you but if you think Jerry Sue's part stood out, mm. your part would have really stood out. Uh, maybe did Jerry's part stand out quite a bit? I can't remember. Not all the back to flip, late flip, something right. like that. Right? Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that part stood out yeah. for whatever reason. I can't. I can't remember. I, I like T Bone does like a tray flip over a manhole cover mm. before like hitting a hubba. I think that was a nice tray flip. Maybe both heels clicked, and that yeah. was like cool. Was I like, mean, compar- was- comparable to his tray flip as the uh, the 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 Wayne Patrick character in Almost Round Three down oh, that yeah. set, which is one of the most amazing tray flips of all time. I was we love T Bone. I love T Bone. We we love we do love T Bone, and we want him on the podcast. Talking trash from the tray flip, I'm like, I like. Yeah. Oh no. Like, the trick is kind of like shitty. Like it's got style. It's cool. Yeah. Mm. Well, actually, I was going to say, I don't know if you ever hear this, but you actually have one of my favorite tray flips of all time. I don't know if you ever get that. Do people tell you frequently that you have one of Big's favorite tray flips of all time? Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Ethan Fowler let me know I have one of the best tray flips. That was cool. Did oh, he? dude. Holy shit. That's like... <laughs> did he... No, Harry. wait. Did, did cool guy Ethan tell you that? Yeah, he told me I had one of the top tray flips he's ever seen. Oh, my wow. God. That is awesome. Yeah. Wait, you do have a great tray flip um strange one but it works oh it's great thank you yeah ethan is uh yeah we look up to ethan like a god around here so that's that's something else to hear yeah but you never you never got to have a uh share a foundation video with ethan right i did he was um he had last part in that's life and oh that's right that's right i i'm such an idiot i was thinking uh i forgot all about those uh those two Ethan parts. I mean, the, the that's life part edited by Josh Beagle with the credits mm-hmm. and yes, where he skates to the, uh, the chambers brothers. Absolutely. Uh, and ha- and features the spot from, uh, actually, no, I don't think it is. It's the same spot from it's always sunny, but, um, I was, I was thinking how you didn't have a part in art bars. And that was the first thing that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, he had last part in uh, Cataclysmic Abyss, uh, where he skates to some uh, stoner stoner metal song. Electric Wizard. Electric Wizard. He has some cool pants. Like, he frequently has cool pants. The best is um, there's an ad. It was a pig ad. He's doing a stale fish in, like, the white um, flared-out pants. God, those white, like, yeah, those white, like, boot cuts that he always wore. Those are, oh, man. Good man. Yeah. Really fit his style. Really worked. It was sick. You know, we were saying before the uh, we started the podcast how uh, we're such a big fan of the music that you pick in, the, in your videos. I don't know if you pick them for every single part, mm-hmm. but what was, what's wow? Okay, nice. what's the what's the percentage you would say of the 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 music that you pick for your video parts? Am I allowed to like um like I, I not stroke my ego? But what, what, what am I supposed to say? I picked all my songs, yeah. So, but I don't Perfect. want to well. Well, duh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the escape word song should reflect who you are as like a person, or you should definitely pick it. If you don't pick the music, you're kind of a fucking loser in my eyes. Not, I don't want to be mean, but you know, like you should definitely pick a song that you care about or a band that you're interested in because it's your skateboard part. It's you're putting out something that you're into. It's just like Ethan. He put out the that's life with um 
people get ready, the Chamber, Chamber Brothers. And I remember, you know, people were like, what the fuck? But that's what he wanted to do. Imagine him not skating, that'd be weird. And just like with my video parts, yeah, every song I've ever skated to was a pick minus one in um, my brother's video. There was like a little intro to it. I skated to Eli and the Grinch. So that one I did not pick, but I liked it. <laughs> Which, but otherwise, all the like the actual skate parts were chosen by me. But think about if you had terrible taste mm. and then you picked your songs and then the person editing the video was like, you know what? Yeah, I think we're going to go with, um, you know, Dead Moon Night instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it could have happened. Trip, though, because that was up in the air between the cranberries and Dead Moon. Uh, so it's like. What cranberry song? Different, different you know, <laughs> songs. Way different vibe. Yeah, what cranberry song was it? I can't be with you. Ooh. It would have been a homage to, you know, 411 as well. And I just remember the guys I was on tour with at the time when I told them, or they saw like my little rough edit for the video part, they were like, you can't skate to the cranberries. And I was like, why not? And they were like, dude, no, you just can't do it. You'll lose your fans. Nobody's going to care. And I was like, no way. The song rolls. And I love this band. It's like an amazing band. Would be really fucking fantastic to skate to this song. Mm. And I talked out of it. And I was like, hey, but here's my other option. And it's Dead Moon. And everyone's like, yep, that's the song. I was like, all right, yeah. that works too. <laughs> so they thought that the Cranberries just wasn't punk enough. Yeah, I don't know. I guess something like that it just wasn't fitting the vibe or fitting the the persona or whatever the, the image or the branding <clears throat> that my character, whoever I'm supposed to be, was. I have no clue. But to me, I thought it'd be so much more badass to actually have the Cranberries because it shows I... I'm sensitive and I actually care about you know song and music is like music is just so awesome and she, it, the song you know just has so much going on to it. It's just, I thought the Cranberries would have been fucking cool and it was from Europe 1995, which is my first introduction to so much awesome music and skateboarding. So I wanted something that was like kind of paying it forward back to skateboarding because mm. I love it so much. Yeah. But then. Whatever, Dead Moon is cool because I hear kids come up to me all the time just going, I fucking love Dead Moon. And they sing the song. And I don't imagine people would have been doing that so much if I skated to, um, I wanted to be the mother of your child. You know, like <laughs> maybe it'd be a bit different. I mean, Dead Moon gets me amped still. You know, I'm, I just, you know, even just driving my car just gets oh, me yeah. just gets me amped in general dude it's definitely it's a great song to listen to like about two and a half minutes before you show up to the spot you're like all right here we go <laughs> oh yeah damn yeah i've never done it but cool. not to that song at least but well it'd be kind of weird if you did it honestly if i saw you roll up to a spot and you were just blasting dead moon on your fucking i mean i'd be psyched that would be really sick but it would be a little strange I mean, we were saying how it's great how skate videos introduce, you know, so much music when you're young mm -hmm. that you'd never otherwise be exposed to. Um, yeah. And, you know, you skated in excess before, you know, uh, Big Bill there made it uh, really popular with the Cherry video. Yeah. And in excess, great song. I mean, Never Tear Us Apart. Um, Rachel, my wife and I, we danced to that song at our wedding as well. So then when that was in Cherry, I was like, huh, 
right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> video park, but was Strobik I like at the wedding? Was Strobik at your wedding? No, he was not. I was going to say he's taking notes on the uh, the playlist there. Okay, never tears <laughs> apart. Um, yeah. yeah. No, but Stabo was there, and he drew a big dick in the book and was wearing a baseball hat. But <laughs> So, foundation alumni. I suppose. Classic. That's fucking sick. Yeah, we're now, we were on a mission to get every single Zero Rider on the podcast, but mm-hmm. now I think we should switch it to Foundation Riders. Dude, I'm down to switch it to Foundation Riders, honestly. We're going to get Lay Peterson. Mm-hmm. We're going to get, you know, Ronnie Krieger. Yes. Dude, I'd love to talk to Ronnie Krieger. We got to get Steve Olsen. We got to get, well, we we gotta gotta get, get Heath Fowler. Kirchart. Yeah. Kirchart's been begging to get on the podcast. He's yeah, like, please, true. please. People need to hear what I have to say. We're like, Kirchart, you know. Wait, Wait we a few got, more We years. got Duffel this week, okay, Kurt yep. Char, We can't talk to you. Uh, you know, it's funny. Matt Tomasello. Do you know Matt Tomasello, one of our pro riders for Fancy Lad Skateboards? Makes yes. all the manips. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, well, I'm as like, hey, we're friends, but I know who he is you, through the, you, the phone, watching the, the Instagram videos of... From the ether. Yeah. I, it's just, I, I just... It's nice to ask. It was it was funny for me to ask Corey Duffel if he knew who Matt Tomasello was, and Corey Duffel nods his head with a grin on his face, like, "Yeah, I know, I know of Matt Tomasello." So that was nice. But anyways, Matt was saying that uh, at one point he was obsessed with Corey Duffel. It was the same time Corey Duffel and Heath Kirchart. Those were his two favorites. Why do you say? Well, he said he said Corey Duffel is the best blunt slides on handrails. Because oh, because he points him up. Yeah, because he points him up because because you, you don't ollie over to a tail slide, right? Because it's I a mean, blunt slide. because it's a blunt slide because you do a blunt slide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, why, so you get it. That's why <laughs> Ethan course. Fowler has my favorite tail slides on handrails because he ollies into a blunt from the other side. Yeah, it points that. him up. Yeah, points him up. It's yeah. weird how it works in opposite like that. You know, yeah, both are sicker when they're blunt slides. And of course, handrails too. You know, they look good when you actually push it in. Absolutely, <laughs> that way. I'm glad that you mentioned Matt because, you know, I got to say what stood out to me when I was younger was your fashion, your mm-hmm. your classic you know, punk fashion. I don't know if you consider yourself, uh, you know, that straightforward as a punk or, you know, I don't know. What what are you? What? what, what I, you, you know, you don't have to label yourself. What, do you, what would you say between pop punk, scenester, mall goth or no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Malgoth followed by um, emo. Mm-hmm. Next, Eva Seamster, and mm-hmm. then uh, and definitely pop punk, Vans yep. Warped, all that. Like I'm, um, I'm all those, you know, hot topics all day long. As um, a meld into one, right? Yes, CCS, hot topic, and Spencer's gifts, and oh wow. yeah, uh, yeah, all all that stuff was kind of what yeah. I was into. But no, you and you're, just and Tim Burton in general, yeah. I'm a I'm a skateboarder that loves rock and roll music, but um, definitely was never into like the mall punk, pop punky, 2000 emo thing. When people who call me emo, I never quite understood it because I just didn't even know what that even meant or scene. Like, oh, what? I, I don't know what that is. I'm a right. I was I was a rock and roller. I, yeah. I like punk music, but I'm a skateboarder that just chooses to wear tight jeans. Like to dress like a rock star. (laughs) Yeah, I was into glam music, punk, power pop, mod stuff, and 60s rock and roll. So to me, it was just, 
I took a little bit of everything I liked and just made it my own. And so when I got compared to, you know, like say like a hot topic mall punk, I was like, Oh geez. Okay. Well, they um, were kind of based off of your style though, you know? I didn't. You should have been like, oh, oh, this whole scene is kind of, kind of ripping off my thing. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm borrowing it from somewhere else, but yes, of course, and that's the thing we all borrow inspiration from different places. And right, it's definitely coming from the bands I looked up to, you know, from from the '70s, mm-hmm. and kind of adding my own own flair to it, you know, taking punk but mixing it with like a, a gothic gothic look as well too. Right, and skateboarding, and when you're a skateboarder, you kind of just dirty a little bit you're, you're covered in blood there's holes always i mean we would both know i mean all three of us would know eat shit all day so yep. especially in boston the ground is fucking rough so you there's some bricks or some cobblestones for sure yeah. <laughs> well How- i was saying was i mean growing up you stood out as a punk like it wasn't like i feel like a popular look back then and you know, and the, the man, tightest, tightest pants, tightest pants on the scene for sure. You know, I th- I think at, at at a point for sure. Yeah, and Orange Man's always telling Matt Tomasello, who loves shopping at Old Navy, mm-hmm. he says, "Listen, you gotta work on your fashion." Okay, I agree. <laughs> I think fashion is important. I love fashion and skateboarding. You know, but- it doesn't matter because I mean, in the end of the day, skateboarding is um. It's a it's performance art, you know. It's yeah. totally performance art, and you're going out and you're actually you're creating art out in the streets. And if you look like a square, your trick's gonna look like a square too. It's not gonna look cool. Like yeah. you're not saying that I'm gonna go. Oh, I have to wear this when I do that trick. But you know, that's definitely thought about beforehand. Like when you have something on that makes you excited or gets you stoked, you're gonna be way more stoked to be out there that day skating. And if you get a trick in it, mm-hmm. definitely like fuck yeah, I look cool that day. Yeah. Or you know, if I was to watch go back and watch some of the video parts, I could definitely be like, Oh yeah, that outfit sucked or this one's cool or oh man, why not like, wear that? <laughs> like when you're wearing all white with a top hat. I mean a fedora actually, mm-hmm. uh, I yeah. mean to say. I think you actually pull off you pull off some you pull off a lot of looks that I feel like a lot of people couldn't pull off, especially with the hats. You know? <laughs> like you wore you wore like it wasn't a fedora, but it was kinda like Dude, that hat's fucking sick. That's a good bucket hat. It goes. Great. I mean, you got great hair right now too. But, um, but yeah, you wear like you know, wearing dressing like a confident like like that, so you can skate is difficult to do. I like to dress like a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know, I do that. Like I used to when I like play shows or whatever. I like to dress like that. But I'm more confident when I'm doing that. When I'm out skating, I can't dress like that because. I fucking suck, and I'm just eating shit. So then I just look like the ultimate asshole, you know? Which Cause I like because he's, he's got showmanship is the thing, right? You know, I was thinking this the other day about skateboarding be a performance art. I was thinking when it goes into the Olympics, wouldn't it be great if they made everyone who skated dress like uh, the same way as ice skaters dress, where it's just so theatrical Thanks. and it's like all sequence? Yeah, exactly. Like that, where everyone has to have their own flair like that. Everyone's just going to we- be wearing, like, chinos and, like, you know, and, like, windbreakers. They would be wearing chinos because when you look at some of the uniform choices, you're going to be like, huh, oh, that's what they're wearing. But, yeah, because skateboarding, once again, is so subjective about what makes it look cool. And 
seeing somebody just wear chinos or shorts constantly or whatever, like when it's just a classic skateboard uniform, it gets mm-hmm. a bit boring. Like we were talking about Ethan's pants. Like as a kid, when I saw that, that spoke to me. That was cool because it reminded me of, you know, Keith Richards or um, David Bowie, people mm-hmm. who I also had a crush on. So to see a skateboarder that I could also have a kind of a crush on, it was cool. Like, wow. Right. You know, we're totally putting these guys, these men on our wall. And, you know, I have my rock and roll photos on the wall. And then I'm not going to have some dude that's you know, not dressed cool next to the guy that's like a rock and roll god. You right. know? Well, you see, you got you see a skater and you see them dressing cool and you see you, they got cool music. And then it makes you think, wow, they have other cool interests besides skateboarding. They actually seem like a cool person. You know what I mean? It just yeah. opens up this whole other. It's like, wow, they have. They're, and speaking of which, you seem to be into a lot of cool shit. I know you love The Simpsons. The Simpsons are cool. I do love The Simpsons. So, favorite episode of The Simpsons for you guys. Let's hear it. Who do you have a favorite? I'm just going to toss out the X Files episode just because it was the first one that popped in my head right there. <laughs> and I think my favorite is the one where Bart skips school and he like sees like that like Quincy's uh, or Quimby's <laughs> like yeah. Ch- ch- Chowder, chowder, it's chowder. Is that the one where Skinner is like Skinner, like yeah, ter- Terminators into and the and he, he goes like, down into the, the water. He picks up the yeah, gum and he goes, right? yeah, yeah. He goes, hmm, yeah. double mint. He's like, hmm, double your fun, will you? I'll double your detention. Yeah, exactly. I wish someone was around to hear that. Great line, <laughs> so fucking good. So that's my favorite, probably. Proper, proper choice. Yeah. Oh my god. Or maybe the one with John Waters, where where uh, Homer is afraid <laughs> Bart is going to yeah. be gay, and he brings him to the he brings him to like the the forgery, like the welding place. Oh man! And they have like the party. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Everybody yeah. dance now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. don't move. There's something in your hair. Get it. Get it. Get off. Get it off. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, All right. Well, we could go down. Well, this good. isn't I the mean, Simpsons I was podcast. wondering. I was wondering, honestly, if you actually were a fan of The Simpsons. I didn't know. Or if that was just, you know, just too perfect that Corey Duffel was the Duff man, you mm. know, for that graphic. It, I believe that happened where because, yeah, I was a, a fan of a massive fan of The Simpsons and was just on a trip. Someone just threw it out there. Just said, "Is either Ethan or photographer Sean Cronin?" Which is like, "Get it, Duffman," and it just stuck ever since mm. then. And which worked for me because obviously Simpsons fanatic. So it's yeah. like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> you know, like Duffman is about to fuck up the spot, I guess. Whatever, but it was cool. Yeah. Now I remember uh, when Foundation released the Duffman graphic, and they had uh-huh. a Duffman T-shirt. Yes. And this is when I was working at Coliseum Skate Shop. Um, and yep. so I was I was ordering. I was going through the catalog. I was like, well, I'm definitely getting this shirt for myself. <laughs> so I ordered it. When it showed up, it, they had added like full text print all over it, like little sayings and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this wasn't on the original shirt. And it was like a full print shirt. I still have yeah. it. It's a great shirt. But it I was, was just awesome. I was confused. When you ordered it, it came completely different. Yeah, it came different. Yeah, because the text bubbles are kind of what made it fun, though, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is this is this wasn't on there. Yeah, I remember one was what a what a mark. Yeah, it was what a mark, and then (laughs) stork about what (laughs) something that said stork. Yeah, stork. (laughs) At the time, I was just calling everybody storks. You know, that's not. Oh man. Instead, like 
can it just evolve from Mark? I mean, like, what a Mark, you know, like, or what a Munson. And it just turned into Mark, just turned into fucking stork, you know? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just Mork, stork. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, the words just, we have words that morph around here, too. Yeah. Matt, Matt Tomasell's king of morphing words, actually. Oh, he's genius at it. He really is. But, hey, um, you still have that shirt. Oh, I still have, I still have all my skate shirts. Yeah. Cool. And I have them all. Yeah, because I, I worked at the I worked at the Coliseum for years, and I used to just buy fucking everything that I could. Because why wouldn't you if you're fucking working at a skate shop? You know. That's how I work at a record store, and so guess what? I buy a lot of LPs. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not a bad thing to have. You work at a record store currently? Yes. And Sick. that's why when you asked me Thursday with this podcast mm. or this wonderful interview we're doing, I said. I thought I could at first, but then Thursday is typically my day, my uh, one day a week. I show up at the record store and play tunes and sell records and buy a bunch of records. What record store is it? It's called Up the Creek Records in Walnut Creek, my hometown. Um, it's yeah, music and skateboards. Very cool. Ooh, music and skateboards. They sell yeah. skateboards. That's okay. fucking sick. Yeah, it's definitely it's the place I wish there was when I was a kid. Yeah. It's definitely a gem of a store, especially in the suburbs, like a, a town where I'm at. This type of stuff doesn't really exist. It's, we all become, you know, Chipotle, Stucco, just classic yeah. America, Midwest. Hard to find stuff. like a good, like, uh, like a community hub, you know, somewhere you can go to every day and just be like, yeah, I'm not going to buy anything, obviously, but I'm going to hang out here and I know the people and I'll run into people and, you know, yes, chill. Exactly. Like a skate shop, you know? <laughs> That's what. That's why these type of stories are important. Yeah, hang that, out, relate with people. Is that your only uh, job besides uh, professional skateboarder? I know that you just started your own uh, your brand there. I did. Um, I wish I have a bunch of shirts behind me, but because they're you guys are also Simpsons fans, you're gonna love. I should be showing it to you right now because there's something exciting coming out. Um, you know, kind of the vein of Duffman. Simpsons bootlegging, oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. all that fun stuff. But um, but otherwise, uh, skateboarding has been the job since I was a kid, whatever, or my life. Yeah, I don't know if it's a job. It is, but it's, it's definitely been the thing that's taken care of me for a long time. And the record store was my first job, and that was two years ago. Like, my I worked at a Halloween store when I was a kid. When I was fifteen, but. That was all the, year Halloween store, or was it just no, seasonal? I, it was just a seasonal one it's throughout right. October. I was going to say, I never see an all year one, but I'd love to. There are in California, there's a couple, but they're down really? in like LA. But when yeah. you drive on, on, on the five, there's like Halloween town and like Halloween city, and you're like, holy shit. But yeah, then they, they need them for like the prop departments, probably, right? Yeah, but it's strange when you go to the Halloween store in August. It's actually not as cool as you think it is, would be. Like October when it's dark and it's kind of cold, it's exciting. And then when you go in and it's like smoggy, warm, sunny California, you're like, uh, this sucks. Like Halloween. Yeah. It's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. No. You've uh, you've been in the industry so long. I feel like starting the company, I feel like a lot of the time, like what I wouldn't give to be in the industry before the, you know the internet and Instagram. But um, do you think, I mean, cause me and my friends still like think of the era of that's life as the glory days of skateboarding, but maybe that's just because, you know, that's what 
the what we were watching before the the video died. Yeah, and that's kind of like where like that's as far as we like matured mentally. We kind of stopped at that age probably as well. It's true. Yeah, honestly, I mean that was like what we were like 17, 18. But like that's life. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, minefield. Yeah. It's like around and bag of suck. It's like around that time where we it's like the still end of the video look honestly. back as yeah. like the skate video era being the golden age of skate videos. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Minefield was already Minefield could be like the last like holy DVD, shit, I think full length amazing video where like a team actually worked really hard on it. Not that teams don't work hard on things now, but that was definitely like, wow, this is something special. It's an alien video. It had a Heath part and it had an Arto part. You know, there were guys in there that you wanted to see. Yeah, Kalis, I guess. Gear deck actually probably kind of an underrated part, um, but yeah, and then after that, I guess. I, I mean, I know they have you know they came out pretty sweet in the Vans video, but it doesn't feel the same. No, the other ones. I, are, I think I've seen both of those videos like twice, maybe you know. Whereas saw, every yeah. other video, we see like dozens of times at of least, course, thousands of times. I mean, yeah, Asian Goddess. I'm, I've seen them. I don't know. Privacy. Which is weird at a time, a point where it was like skate videos were less accessible. You know, you couldn't just YouTube anything, but you're still just watching videos. I mean, maybe it's just because you have less to watch. You're just watching well, them over and over. The evil video. I mean, mm-hmm. like that was a video you probably found for five bucks in the discount bin. Yeah. And, but you probably got it. Just like when I look at my box of movies, I have tons. I'm like, Acme Haku? Yeah. The video even is this, but... It's because it was the one that was affordable. Because when you're 12 years old, you gain the discount video. You can't afford to get the shorties video. You want fulfill the dream, yeah. but might not get that one for like eight months. Right. So then now you're also like a year, two years behind in skating. You're like, well, Muska's is doing a nose blunt. Well, fuck, man, I'm just learning tail slides right now. <laughs> was was Muska a big inspiration to you? I'd say he still is. I love I love Muska. Same. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he's just cool. It's the Muska. But as yeah. a you know a hammer skater like yourself, you know I'm sure that he must have been. Uh, a, uh, I mean, you mentioned Asian Goddess. I guess I was wondering, is that your favorite video of all time? Favorite video of all time might be Walking to Hell because that was a great one. But Asian Goddess or maybe even Twenty Shot Sequence because that was my second video, and so seeing. That was just exciting nonfiction. The real video, Trick Jones, that was Joey Bass. That was like a another influential one. But I'd say yeah. Asian Goddess, when I look back at it now, it's definitely probably shaped my skateboarding a lot without even realizing it because it was the first one I saw. So seeing Jeremy Klein, all the big gaps, and skating to Lush, and then Frank Black and the Cocteau Twins in it, Matter Rose, a bunch of different you know music selections in there that have become my favorite bands, you know, 20, 27 years later after the video came out, it's definitely safe to probably say that would be my all-time favorite because it's just, I could still get that nostalgic feeling when I watch it and it still touches me. It's touching me, you know, like, but like I feel something when I watch that video. I get excited about it. Yeah. Um, whether it's Greco Switch Tray or it's Jeremy all in two picnic tables to um, Light from a Dead Star by Lush, it just makes me feel a certain way and I get excited and stoked to be like, this is cool. This is skateboarding. This is awesome. And I it's also it. too, like all the, um, it's like not, it is a great video, 
but it's nothing like beyond special. It's just special in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But it's not like the storm or welcome to hell was one of these videos that's like, or a shorty's fulfilled the dream where it's like the shorty's video is coming. Monumental. It just came out and it's a movie you watched and it gets you, it brings the stoke. Yeah. I, right? I don't know. I mean, videos are weird. Cause then like come welcome to hell around that time was like the toy machine video is coming, you know, like the shorties video, like you wanted it for like the full year before it came out. You knew like a, that unle- uh, unreleased Chad Muska toy machine part was coming out. So you're excited for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas hookups vi- video, it was playing at a local skate shop and they were having a premiere there and there was a raffle and I actually won the raffle and I'm a 10 year old kid. I won a complete and I'm seeing my first skate video and I also won the video in the raffle. So it's like, Oh my gosh, skateboarding is the coolest shit ever. <laughs> yeah. I remember gets me being such a big fan of fulfill the dream. I remember when guilty was coming out, just like going on like whatever, like monsterskate.com or whatever. And like, just like refreshing, like every day to be like, it did the vi- video go from like coming soon to now available mm. for order. And I might've even, they might have had a pre-order for it too, but just the anticipation of every day being like going on the site and being like, can I order the video yet? It drove me crazy. Of course. That's funny. By that time, I feel like I was done buying videos by the time the whole internet thing happened. But I would still, when I was on tour, anytime I'd go to a skate shop, I'd still buy, you know, whether it's the local videos or discount videos. I'm like, oh, shit, they got a copy of this? Cool. Just skate nerd stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I, I feel like that's how I came across, uh, what was it, were you in Red Asphalt? Yeah. Um, yeah, I bought, I own that video. And I feel like I came across that video in that exact way. And I did choose that song as well, too, where Joel Metro Skateboarding um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know the connection between that skate video and um, the Instagram page Metro. I didn't. So Metro was the skateboard shop and Red Asphalt was the video that we put out for it. But Joel, who owned the shop, he runs the Metro Skateboarding Instagram. And he tried, you know, choosing a song for me at first. And I was like, nah, no, no, no. So... I, I chose small faces. The whole thing was he wanted it to be all like sixties music. I can't remember. Maybe it was Martha and the Vandals heat wave. He wanted me to skate to, or maybe that's one we both kind of decided on. And I was like, you know what? Fuck. I got to skate to the small faces runaway. But so I almost, almost succumbed to using a, a pick by somebody else. But once yeah. again, I, was like, Fuck it. I can't do it. You I maintained got- your integrity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of of uh, skate videos that we used to watch, and also Metro Skate Shop, this falls into it. When I when I was working, I'm going to say one more time this episode. When I was working at Coliseum, uh, Coliseum Skate Shop, <clears throat> Coliseum Skate Shop, that was in Melrose, Massachusetts. And this yeah. is um post Wonderful Horrible Life Coliseum. Yeah, I mean, I was. When when Wonderful Horrible Life came out, I was like one of the kids at Coliseum. You know, I was like twelve, cool. thirteen. But this is probably like a year, no, two years after that. I was working there. I'm gonna pee real quick. While yeah, Big Z goes pee every every uh, every <laughs> Sunday. There's one video that me and my friends would watch because I'd be working all day. Yeah, and that was a little video called Gary and Friends. I'm not sure if you've seen oh. that one. 
No, hey, can I can't, am I allowed to take a photo? Oh, have, absolutely, dude. So, please, please take a photo yeah, of it. That's amazing. So, this is the guy that actually is. This door shirt is made by Gary, aka Gary and Friends. Dude, this is one of my favorite videos. Watch it, dude. Honestly, watch this video probably over a hundred times. Um, did you pick your song in this? You skated to uh, Evil Discuss. Yeah, by yeah, Barry McGuire. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic Absolutely. song. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, I've been I've been dying to be able to show you this because this is so cool. Yeah, this is part of our. Uh, this is actually sits right above Yerp nineteen ninety six in our uh, VHS. So it's one year off from your ninety five, but yeah, penny switch. I mean, the shifty flip over the pyramid, the switch concept flips. Ooh, oh my god, yeah, my and god, great, absolutely, man. That's so funny because yeah, the t- sweatshirt I'm wearing is made by Gary, the guy that made that video. That's and, fucking sick. Yeah, he's printing the Dord stuff for me because. It's, I wanted to make sure there's a connection with the brand I'm doing with the people who, you know, influenced my skating or who were, have been a part of my whole journey, whatever we want to call it. The good homies. Yeah, everything's always tied in with friends. Yeah, absolutely. Life is nothing without friends. Yeah, no, that's the, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, what are you doing if you're not surrounding yourself with people that you like, you know, even if it's like, or just collaborating with them? Yes, that's, and to me, that's, talk if not that you even asked me about my brand but this little thing i'm doing it's about it's a collective it's collaborating with people i care about right people who i adore or the people we adore you know and so and adore just sounds cooler than adore you know right it's nice because it's got got a past t- it's adored works in a lot of different sense i adored that this is adored you know I past, want past I, and present. I want to be adored. Mm. Absolutely. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah so, do you like the Stone Roses? I know you skated. So what? What was that? Uh, was that Bernard? Bernard Bennett? Was that that dude from uh, the? What was it? Not alone. That part you yeah. put out. So that would be. He's the guitarist from a band from Suede. Suede. Yeah. Yeah. Big Suede heads over here. Love Suede. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. In the London Suede. Yeah. Well, that is. Yeah. The London <laughs> Suede is. Yes. That that was their name for legal reasons. Um. Yeah, that, yeah, you know that that was one thing. Got really into Britpop around in uh, in Boston for a while, especially after the PJ video, because that was like mostly Britpop, you know. Yeah, it's, and that's so random. He skated to that song as well too, because I mean that's kind of a, a, I mean that was only on what like the the American CD release too. That's not actually right. on it's hardcore. It was like a a bonus track on the CD, so somebody had actually liked the band to realize that, which is fucking cool. Right, they had they went I, I yeah they 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 dug deep through some through some shit to get that, but yeah, that's a that's an amazing like you can't even find that version of it, you know. No, and then actually, I saw my wife. She was with the band she was playing with. They did a cover of "Like a Friend" in um, Brazil one time. And obviously, she has no clue who fuck PJ Ladd is or right. What a horrible life! But she's like, oh, I love this pulp song, and they ended up covering it. And then there's. Years later, I was watching Wonderful Horrible Life, and I was like, oh, shit, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot because I hadn't seen that video since I don't know, 2002, 2003, mm. whatever it was. Right. But that's cool. Got to be a, a Britpop fan, You're just a fan of UK indie music. If you oh, don't yeah. appreciate it or get it, it's kind of like, okay, we're not going to really, really vibe or mesh on music because... 
probably don't like the same kind of music I could dig on because they were all influenced by stuff I love and also the bands that came from them were influenced by stuff. So it's like, yeah, we probably just don't match. Mesh. Right. So, yeah, you know yeah for sure. Just, yeah, know? see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at is after this, you and me, Duffel, we're hanging out. I yeah. feel like I feel like we got something going on here. Absolutely. So Gary and friends, though, where Duffel, the Duffel and Biggs, though. Wait, oh, no, so Gary, much, Gary and friends. Yeah. Well, I'll hang out with Biggs, too. But you know. Big Zoe can come. Gary and, Fr- Gary and Friends was sent to us by uh, by Metro. And oh. uh, and we used to I, I used to call Metro Skate Shop all the time while we were watching it. And just I don't, I don't even know who the fuck we were talking to. Just talk to people on the phone for like two hours, just like pass it around the shop. <laughs> and like what was like you guys had like the East East Bay Squirrels is that was that the crew out there? Yeah, they had their little crew. East Bay yeah. Squirrels. I was not a part of it. I wasn't. I was like their little side mission or their little thing. That um, yeah, I was I wasn't affiliated with it, even though it's my buddy Joel Cameron and right. Jason, Boo Boo, but they were like too elite. I wasn't invited. Just oh, like shit. you walked away to go use the bathroom, so mm-hmm. not like part of our little. Right. I, exactly. Know? I right. feel excluded now. Yeah, during per, this couple of years we're gone. We very much connected. I feel like I'm part of the No Homers Club, and you already have yeah. a Homer. You know, there's only one Homer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Stone Color is really great episode too. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness! I mean, I've been dying to find myself a ring like that. You know, I mean, season through season four through six. I mean, I feel like you can't do any wrong. And I think Stonecutters is on season six, right? That, yep, and that's my favorite season because my all-time favorite episode would be. I mean, there's too many, but Limited of Troy is one I typically will say. Mm-hmm. Just give it so many fun quotes in that one. It's just a classic episode. Yeah. God damn. But then again, season eight's got a couple good ones. Season eight, I think, is the first season that isn't uh, done in. That is is less than seventy five percent perfect. Yes. Does that yeah. make sense? You know what I mean. Uh, and season nine, season nine is when they start pushing it. That's when it starts slipping. That's when they really start pushing it. Oh yeah, but yeah, a couple episodes will pop up, and you're like, "That's a great one." No, but for like, sure, for sure. You get well, the grimy episodes, so that kind of makes for the whole Frank Grimes. You know, could yeah make the whole season worthwhile or Pink Scorpion right. as well. You know, like, you're like and I think one. isn't the New York episode on season nine? <laughs> yes, <laughs> crab juice, Ugh, yeah. you know, like cockalosh. <laughs> Mountain Dew, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, just great stuff. But back to Gary and Friends. You know, we could do a whole episode on Gary and Friends. Oh you know? my goodness, we really um, could. But I love that now. I have the number to your mom's uh, phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna we're gonna post your Gary and Friends part when we post this episode. I'll blur out that number, but uh, just so you know, I'm gonna post that part. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it's. I'm sca- I can't remember. I'm wearing this like little tiny denim jacket. Oh, so- you got you got good outfits in that. You got a little denim jacket. You got a little leather jacket. And yes. you guys got a few plastic barriers that you bring to some spots. Yeah. But you do some fucking heavy shit in that. Thanks. I think that's when I was 15, I believe, at that time. And that was a that was a fun time. So Gary, he had his little I can't remember what kind of car it was, but he would take me and my friend Graham around and it was just high school kids having fun, goofing off, you know? Special times, yeah, and that's what I mean. It's clear. It's just it's, it's such like a it's such like a friend video, you know. It's that's it's nice. It just be like, oh, let's see what these guys are up to. And I saw you know? 
hey man so, you playing that sucked like i'm like you don't understand the whole premise of it was like we were just skating the worst things purpose and i'm like yeah obviously it's a back lip on like a five stair it wasn't like i was like hey i'm going out to fucking kill this rail hey that was a six stair that you back lipped your ender that was a six stair and the record store is actually across the street from where that rail used to be oh really yeah and that's I, a fucking weird set though that was like it was like a six stair as the rail was going down like the middle where like there was kind of like a fucking 45 degree and angle. i had to come at it at like a 90 degree angle anyways too dude it was fucked that was sick now, <laughs> because that of a fun time I, I think it all took place over you know six weeks maybe of just goofing off and um gary had just got the camera and it's like and he always had it out and he just documented everything yeah and like, looking back at it now it's like man that was a, a special time and and because you wouldn't know like i, I was telling him Gary is making a lot of the Dord stuff. He's the one oh. printing the shit I'm wearing right here. That's sick. I love keep I love keeping it in the family, you know. I'm still yeah. friends with uh and you know, everyone involved with the company pretty much, uh, except for the new riders. Yeah. Are people that I've known since high school. You know, essentially. Cool. So it's it's great keeping it in the family like that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, the dog just came to say hello. That's oh dude, what up. But I was gonna say, Dude, you know, yeah, doggy. unlike the piss trunks, I thought that you just came out the womb dressed as a punk, and then I watched the Think Dedication video, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> pump the brakes. <laughs> this guy's not a punk at all. Nope. And so what's funny about that, and not funny, I guess, kind of strange too. So, in my sponsor me video to get on Think, or that the video that got me on Think, I skated to the Misfits, and I'm wearing black dickies throughout the whole thing, and shaved head and safety pins and all that and then when i think they did the full-on um clothing change on me they made me wear different stuff and didn't like my image or who i was you know they said you know i was following like the wrong crowd and all this stuff and you know blah 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 so they they, they chris cold your ass yes i got chris cold first (laughs) (laughs) they wanted me to be the all American looking, you know, Brady Bunch motherfucker compared to the stuff I was actually into. Yeah. And when you're 13, you're like, okay, sure. You want to give me some cargo pants? Cool. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Years ago, I'll wear them again. Why not? Yeah. And I mean, you know, I get it. You know, I would do the same thing to this day. You Absolutely. Know? I say, you want to send me a Supreme hoodie? You know, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get paid whatever you want to pay me. You Supreme, know? if you're listening. But um, I was going to say, you know, you know, the chef back to the chef, you know, he seems to be a uh, legend. Look, you Jamie look up Thomas. to the legend, Jamie Thomas, yeah. as you should. But I think that you wore the Freddy Krueger sweatshirt before the chef. Yeah. Yes. And I did the all white before him and Heath as well, too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm just saying these legends got to start paying their paying uh you know credit where credit's due and i'm glad it takes a it takes another skate dork to know this type know this, this type of stuff because i'm always i was well, well, on to the podcast so i demand to be known it's the man it must be known that i first wore the striped sweatshirt i had the freddy sweater i had the all white outfit i did this I skated this spot. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, as a skate nerd, it's I'm looking for these NBDs, and they're not exclusive to the skate tricks. That's true. That's true. And speaking of NBD, all right, I, this is curious. I'm not sure for sure if you are, but you, are, you might be. Are you one of the first people to skate rails 
straight over? I you feel know, like uh, you're like right at the tip of the when people started doing that. The up and over? The up and over. Straight up and over. Suicide grind. Yeah, the suicide grind. I heard somebody say that one time. I have I I just call it Sean Sheffy, you know, because Sheffy a dumb dumb one. And that's the first one I ever saw. When someone says the Sean Sheffy, I usually think they're referring to ollieing over a little uh play school car with a child in it. <laughs> yeah. I Which is something I frequently of, try. Yeah, when I think of the Sheffy, I'm thinking the bicycle jump at the blue wig at what ninety six, ninety seven, something like that. I'm I'm thinking uh, I don't get the vibe about skating rocks. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess I'll, maybe I was one of the first ones to do. I mean, maybe, who? Um, well, I mean, then it was like Jake Johnson, AVE, and then everyone's Leo, doing right? Didn't Leo yeah. do that? I feel like Leo does that. And now it's cool, but it's not as special to me. It's like I don't move. But that's then what I was getting at. I did go back and run my video parts, the recent ones, and I did do the fifty fifty. I don't know back two thousand two, and I went back last year, the year before I did a Smith grind down it, just to be like, let people know I can still do it if I want to. It's just mm-hmm. you know you don't want to repeat yourself constantly, but was changing it up a little bit. So I said fuck it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I love in the, uh, you know, you you got a a very, I love how you just have a basic kind of uh, bag of tricks that you, you know, you use to the max. And um, like I said, love the tray flip. Varyl heel. Oh, man. One of my two favorite varyl heels. You would rally. You would rally. And I was going to say Bam Margera. Oh, Bam has a really good V heel. That's true. Favorite V heels. Bam has a great everything. Yeah, Bam is very good. But you branch out a lot in the uh, the cataclysmic abyss part. You got the nollie heels, mm-hmm. got the nollie flips, mm-hmm. fakey frontside flip, mm-hmm. fakey inward heel. Yeah, it's pretty much killing it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, I I think it. Don't get me my, started on the fashion. Fa- I think it's my favorite part of yours. I'm gonna say. I yeah, mean, you I, you I, you're all terrain vehicle in that part. You're skating, you're skating a lot by. Uh, a lot more different spots than in your previous parts. You know, you're kind of all over the place and it's fucking sick. And I think it actually goes back to, I mean, that doesn't go back. I should say that video was able to just more, I guess, document and show what I was actually skating or how I did skate my entire, entire upbringing. But sometimes videos or all my video parts, I was not there when they were edited. It's just like, Mm -hmm. here's footage. Here's the song I like, do what you want to do. Maybe I'll see at the premiere if I do whatever. I didn't really care about that stuff. And now looking back, I should have actually, you know, been a part of it. But it wasn't a big deal to me because I was more concerned about actually being out there skating and hitting all those different spots. The video was like, whatever, fuck, it's just a, a video part. I want to be out skating. Right. But that one was not to like jock myself, but it was, it was a special one because it did finally, I think it did capture that I like going fast and I actually had more tricks than a lot of people thought because people, you know, sometimes they only see what you can do in the video. So they go, Oh, you, you can only do pop shoves and kickflips. I'm like, well, I just like to do those tricks. I yeah. can do other ones, but you don't always want to, you know, film something or it's just not being documented or whatever. You, that you, didn't, you, you didn't say, oh, if you could do pop shoves like me, you'd be doing them all the time too, motherfucker. Okay. You got if great you fucking pop shoves. Like would be doing them all the time too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See, if you could backlip like me, dude. You know, 
new backs and lip slides like me all the time. Yeah. And don't <laughs> think we don't think we didn't rail. see it. And don't think we didn't see the back tail. You did. You back tailed that oh, handrail too. Well, that had a great back tail. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking sick. I do like front tail. I all the yeah. way over to Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I I'm a big fan of your pop shove. It's a big fan of your uh, shove five O's just Dude, they, they're fucking great. Just like the tray flips, just like the varial heels. You know, those those tricks, the trick, your bag of tricks, as you say, obviously, uh, back lip as well. You know, like, they're they're the ones we see a lot of for a fucking reason. They're really good, you know? Thank you. But they're not the only things you got. You well, can, you're throwing fucking heel flips all over the place, too. You know, and people yeah, aren't people aren't saying, oh, he's a heel flip guy. No, but as a kid, I was a heel flip guy. That's I couldn't kickflip without turning my body, so I learned heel flips, and so I was a I was a heel flipper, and then occasionally they come out still because they're fun. Yeah. I just like to do what's fun, what what yeah. feels natural, and what's good, and you know, and then you hit a point. Sometimes you feel like maybe, or even told you've done the trick too many times, so you stop doing it, and then you realize you you like you kind of miss your friend. You know, it's like you stop doing something. You're like, why did I stop doing that? I always like that trick, but you know, like I, I became insecure with things like, oh, man, I guess I'm going to go back lip something. I probably shouldn't do that because photographers tell me, oh, what, are you going to back lip it again? And it sucks when you, you know, don't listen to yourself and do what makes you feel good. And then you start to, like, not do the tricks you like to do. And that's kind of a shitty feeling, too. Mm. And then so then when you get them back, like I finally started doing shove again. I'm like, you know what? Pop shove-its are fucking cool. I love this trick. And then becoming popular now in skateboarding, but so many people have a bad shove it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like they don't all look like Donnie Barley or Drake Jones. Like so many of these people are doing like these weird like varial looking things, not like a pop shove it should be right. like a simple but a very like flowing, nice looking trick. It's a simple trick, but it's difficult to execute like well, you know? Like just make look fucking like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> it's a trick you can easily do. Be like, okay, yeah, you did a pop shove it, but they could, you could be like, Arbaret. it's a tough yeah. one to do it on a fat stack, and it's tough to do down things. Yeah, it's really tough well, to I do down things. It pops up real fast, and yeah, just... you don't want it to go primo. I just feel like I always catch it with my shins. <laughs> yeah, same as like a no slide. Somebody could say a no slide's not that hard, but it's hard to make it look good. Right. That is why I think that a no slide, I think, is one of the m- most difficult tricks to make look good because it's so easy to do technically that people are just like, yeah, I can do a no slide. And they never take the time to learn to actually ollie into it and like, you know, kind of square up on the ledge and actually nose slide. Well, no slide down a circle rail like oh, Alfonso well, Rawls. Fu- well, that's fucked. Oh, you're talking Alf over here. I'm talking Alf over here. Oh, my God. Oh, and not. You know, not the one that eats cats that we were talking about earlier. Are you talking about my boombastic <laughs> definition of jazz style? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, you got a very unique style, and I think that that's a thing that coincides with your punk image. You know, your individuality is the unique skate style. I mean, it's not something that you even need to try to do because it's just your style, but, you know, it's like it sticks out. Uh, and the crowd of, uh, you know, imitators. Absolutely. And, people's styles, and it's yeah. something difficult to achieve. Someone being that has for most of their career worn like almost skin tight clothing. 
to have still just have good style. Do you think it's the white belts? Why people would why people thought that he was goth or emo? Dude, I mean, that's just how emo people started dressing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think they just caught on. <laughs> I mean, because that's all that most of that shit is based off like skater. A lot of it's based off skater style, you know, or just like, oh, what are these losers in high school wearing? But let me say, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the video right now and I just wanted to compliment you on your uh, the shining pillow that you have there. Oh, yes. You like that? It's nice, oh, that's huh? nice. I do. And uh, I was looking for a pillow with with uh, Jack Nicholson's face on it. I was like, what the fuck? Where does he have that? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's the, no, uh, the uh, carpeting there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, my friend out of San Diego, she makes them. And so they're very nice. And because, you know, I happen to like movies. So I mm-hmm. wanted to mention your uh, your Tim Burton inspired graphics. Is that your favorite director? Definitely one of them, especially, you know, younger years. Seeing like Edward Scissorhands as a kid, mm-hmm. just something special. And then it's awesome. Got older, you know, like Big Fish, just seeing these movies. I'm like, wow, just some of the stuff spoke to me, whether it's the writing or cinematography, or just typically the fact that it's outsiders, you know, that are looking for love and maybe not being accepted, but yet they're actually very kind hearted people. It's just they don't always fit in. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I felt with skateboarding. So it was like a sense of belonging when watching some of his films, I think. Yeah, I love that. Um, I just like movies. I like cartoons, movies, and mm-hmm. I do too. There's something that's kind of like dark and cartoony about all of his movies. I haven't seen any movie of his past Big Fish, honestly. Um, I hear they're not as good, <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's something like Edward Scissorhands where it's like you know dark and goth, but there's such something that's so lighthearted about it too that uh, you know, I really love. But um. And that's also, why I skateboard graphics based on stuff that I liked where, I mean, like you guys are from Boston. One of my first boards was the modern lovers because mm-hmm. just also a fan of the Boston music scene and just the logo looks so great. Maybe a lot of kids at the time, they didn't know who it was or, but then maybe somebody at the skate shop might, if they knew what it was, they could tell the kid, Oh, this is based upon a band, Jonathan Richmond on the modern lovers. And that kid might hear that band and they might get fucking inspired it might help them start a band or go listen to music or not be scared to dress the way they want to dress or little things. So that That's why I always put bands and movie type stuff on my boards because I wanted it to be like, a, once again, a sense of belonging for somebody, whether it's you two as 13-year-old kids seeing something that you also already knew and you're like, hey, this guy's all right. He's also into that. Cool. Maybe I have a chance where I could also be a pro skateboarder because I'm also a weirdo or a freak or I love this shit and I could be inspired to do what I want to do because obviously it's worked out for this guy. Yeah. Uh, little things like that are kind of cool. To thine own self be true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, we got the T. Eddie Award for Freaks and Geeks for Fancy Lad. So you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir over here. Absolutely. We, Rachel and I, we just rewatched it a about a month ago we put it back on we started watching malcolm in the middle again another great show but oh, love malcolm in the so you know we put freaks and geeks on one day and, you know we just fucking went through the whole thing still had the dvd box set of course and that when that came out as a kid watching that with my parents that was a fucking huge 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 you know production something amazing 
the soundtracks, let alone all the different Who songs they use in it. Yeah. And, yeah, and you look at them like, man, the, the dorks or the geeks are actually the coolest ones in there. Yeah. You're like, how special are those people? I mean, when you see Frank go at the end, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons with them, mm-hmm. he realizes, you know, these geeks that he's making fun of are actually... He, he has more in common with them than than he could have imagined, you know. And that's how dorks and nerds are always the coolest people in you know in real life. Yeah. Everything we love, the fact we're using the Zoom right now talking about this or music, that typically the what society calls the dorks, but they're the ones that inspire us the most and make all the coolest shit. Right. Because cool. just... so that's like the ultimate compliment, like that TNE award. You can't beat that. You know. No, you can't. Yeah. And, you know, my friend Matt Taylor the other day, he actually mm-hmm. told me that I was punk. Oh, really? Just a fun little fact. Damn. Oh, yeah? That's interesting. That's nice. That's nice for people to say I, that. I was expecting Matt Tomlinson again. So when you said Matt Taylor. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. Well, they, they mentioned that they're both Matt T's, and Matt Taylor says that he knows that Matt Tomasello has, has surpassed him as the Matt T. Yeah, the Matt T. I call him Matt Tomlinson. Matt Tomasello. I, I apologize, Matt. You know, it's... Let's oh, make sure that on the record. He's going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't want him pissed. <laughs> but, you know, I asked. actually, you know, it's uh, funny. I wanted to mention was um, you actually had a uh, friend trick in uh, our friend's video part that we just had on the podcast. Uh, well, Matt King filmed it. It was uh, Kyle Seidler's part. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you had a, uh, a guest trick in there. I did. Yeah, it was like an ollie into a bank and then like a ride on 50-50. Yeah. Do you gapped, remember that? Uh, gapped out, 50 yeah. 50 and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hyped. And nice. he part of that switch pop shove it revert. Yeah. And yeah, I, it was fucked. All right. So yeah. he's watched. So he's watched. So he's the seen the part. So he's seen the part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle sent me a message asking if I would give him a trick for his video part. And I said, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. I need that trick for my video part, which hopefully is going to come out soon. But I was like, man. It's nice when a friend asks for something, you know, and you want to be a friend back and say, hey, yeah, let me give you something if it's going to get you stoked. Because I've always thought it's kind of cooler to be in your friend's part than being your own part anyways. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's always nice to have a cameo. I mean, when you, if you have a cameo on a sitcom, you know you're walking in, you're saying one word, and then you're pausing for like 15 to 20 seconds just looking at the crowd, just like being like, that's right. I just walked in while they're like, Whoa, Duff, man, Duff, man, Duff, man, Duff, man. Oh, no, he didn't. It must you know? be how Bam felt when he gave Ardo that nose grind and sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. Probably you know? exactly how it was. Dude, there's something special about having the cameo on your friend's part. And so, and especially Kyle and I, we are friends now, but we had only met each other one time, and it was at a, the America video premiere. And he let me know he was a big fan growing up. So, you know, I thought it would be special for him. Like, if he's reaching out asking, it's kind of like, you know, pipe dream, I guess, or not to sound arrogant, but, you know, he was probably expecting me to say, nah, nah, or he also. Or not even respond. Yeah, or he was like, it could be anything. It could be a no slide on a curb if you want. And I was like, I actually got something cool for you. Let's. And so when I sent it over, he was like, oh shit, you gave me, like, a trick An that was actual clip. Part. I yeah. was like, yeah, absolutely. You worked <laughs> hard on your part, so why am I going to give you something that I don't care about? Yeah, Just it's like, I oh, here's some footage of me eating a banana. 
That's I did that. I did some an apple on Wednesday. Yeah. I do these yeah. apple videos, you know, like inspired by Mike V eating that apple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you gotta. It's important, you know. And same thing, like when I had tricking Ben Cato's part before, and I gave him, I think, one of the gnarliest things I've ever filmed, because I want if a friend was asking, once again, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna give this kid that looked up to me as a kid when he was a kid. Something like I could either give them dog shit or so it's not so it's not that you're trying to outshine their entire part by giving them uh, your best clip. No, it's just it's just to make sure they know that like I care to be in your video part and I want to let that stand out. <laughs> yeah, but um, a random one. So here's a sorry me 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 talking. Let me cut you off to talk about me and my this cameo. Is, come on, Duffel. This is the Corey, this you is ask the us on the, podcast. Yeah, you ask you know? us onto your podcast and you're just going to talk about yourself the whole time? Come on. <laughs> so I was supposed to have a guest trick in Darrell Stanton's um, Transworld video part. Free and, your mind. Yeah, free your mind. Mm. Yeah, free your mind. He wanted a guest trick. Might have been the back tail down the That's Life Rail or something. And Josh Beagle would not send the clip. And Beagle. Yeah, Thebo was hitting me up like, dude, they need the clip. Where's the clip? And I was like, yeah, Josh told me they're sending it, and it never showed up. And so that's one of these ones I kind of felt bad for because I told them I was taking care of it, and then I guess I was the asshole that never sent the clip. Because once again, like I said earlier, video parts weren't really anything I cared much about. Yeah. Somebody filmed something, and I didn't even know where the footage was. There's thousands, not thousands, but like hundreds of clips I've never even seen before that have never been used just because it's like I didn't care enough after doing the trick to be like, okay, let's export this clip to my thingamajiggy, my computer that I obviously didn't have as a kid. And it's like, cool. We went skating. Gary and friends might have filmed it. If not, fuck it, whatever. You know, it just didn't matter. It was right. Just not well, Josh Beagle's cut off from the podcast now. I know we were trying to get every foundation rider, but we've already had Beagle one ism. So. Yeah, we already had we already had Beagle two So I heard some funny quotes on there. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was awesome. like, man, hard act to follow. This guy's got like good little sound bites. I'm like, reminds me of uh, my cameos are cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a perfect soundbite right there, actually. I, I mean, if you want to lay some out right now, just say some non sequitur stuff, like, real quick. We just chop that up, put it together. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work on that after. I have to, like, take some notes on that. Like, oh, <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris the Clown. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, we are now rolling. <laughs> you know, like, let me show you how a pro does it. I don't have the – I have no quotes. You know? Yeah. Well, I really liked how um, when I made that post, I made some post uh, saying, and I didn't, I, I made a point not to, you, you've got a lot of interviews out there and I tried not to watch any of them because I like to go into these interviews fresh mm-hmm. and not try to repeat any questions that I've heard, but by I not made, hearing them, by not hearing them, so but, you can just repeat anything. Um, but I made that post saying how posers refer to their skate wheels as tires. And then everyone was tagging Corey Duffel. Oh, right. Yeah. Because on the nine club, you refer to your skate wheels as tires. Yeah. I call them tires. I call my trucks axles. I think it's funny. It people off, you know? And you call manuals wheelies, right? You call them wheelies. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I, I don't get the manual. Where does it come from? Actually, good point. I don't know either. 
is it manual labor? What is it? It's like, is it because like I'm, it's tough? I don't get it. Is it like an IKEA manual? What's going on? I don't Actually, like maybe them. maybe it is manual labor. That is a good question. I've never even thought. It's of tougher that. than just riding on two trucks. Uh, that's true. But you know, wheelies. I just like them. They, it pisses people off. And you're like, man, that's a sick nose wheelie. The fuck? That's a manual. A manual. Like really, just like tires. Just makes well, I think even I've heard Roddy Mullen refer to them as wheelies. So yeah, it's like true. at that point, and that's like, Mullen. All right, he invented the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Yeah. So if yeah. he wants to call it a wheelie, it's a wheelie now. Yeah. Yeah, but once again, at the skateboard shop too, we don't have them um, listed as wheels. Like it's like the little section. It's called the tire section at the record store. And nice. once again, because people go, I thought they were called wheels in the little card that my boss made. My friend Nick, he wrote. He goes, we call them tires because Corey is probably the only pl- person that calls them tires. And it makes people mad, so we'll call them tires here too. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love it. People take it too seriously. Hey, they you serve know? the same purpose. It doesn't matter what if it, it's a wheel, it's a tire, it's a round thing. You need four of them on your skateboard. I mean, you could say that we're taking this seriously by you know really divulging into you know every little scrutiny of skateboard history, but. Um, but also, we don't. It's a it's a toy, and uh, a lot of people think that all we do is troll people by the videos that we put out because it's not <laughs> legitimate skateboarding or it's circus tricks, you know, right. what have you. Yeah, you fucking circus tricks, all that. But since we already call them tires on the nightclub, now we're gonna call them donuts because this is the fancy lad, fancy lad podcast. They're not donuts, mm, dude. Uh, donuts, like a couple big round donuts on there. Yeah, yeah. the pink no, frosting with the jimmies. Tire. We know the one. Yeah. Do you love, do you, is there nothing more appetizing to you than the, the classic Homer Simpson donut? Cause there's something about cartoon food to me that is so appealing, especially like a good slice of pizza yeah. or like a, like a fucking fried chicken, like drumstick where it's just like, and it's just like a clean bone. For me, it would be um, the Grinch that stole Christmas or how the Grinch stole Christmas roast beast at the end when it shows him cutting up the roast beast. Mm, that roast beast does look good. Yeah, that's one that's always been like, mm, yeah, damn, I'm really about that roast beast. Were you watching The Grinch frequently? Not <laughs> about once a year. <laughs> I just talked about the pizza, the donuts, the roast beast is something I just can't get out of my mind. Yeah. You know, and then like, I was watching Hook the other night, and mm. the Lost Boys are all imagining the food, throwing at it. There's like an eight-legged turkey up yep. on this too. And I'm like, I don't know what that beast is in Neverland, but whatever that is, I want that eight-legged turkey. Yeah, that actually, I, I always just remember like the mashed potatoes that are like colored like sherbet, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, just, yeah, yeah, for the food fight with the spoon. Yeah. Yeah. There we, you are, Peter. That's a, There you are, Peter. Yeah, I love, turkey. anytime I meet someone named Peter, I love to stretch their face back and say, there you are, Peter. And they slap my hand and say, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. That was a good quote this whole last trip I was on. Um, some of the kids on the Orbs Orbs tires, I guess I ride for Orbs wheels, but I'm going to call them Orbs tires. Um, They're the going to love that. We, yeah. Is that we Hook? Or I was watching Hook by myself as they were doing some of their own thing. And then people started coming in and nobody really knew what it was. Jonathan Pierce knew it. Somebody else did. And then it was my 37th birthday. So I'm like, man, I'm fucking old. And I was like, Anytime I look in the mirror, I just have to go, there you are, Peter. To like me. <laughs> I'm like, there you are, Corey. Like, just pull your I, skin back. Yeah. I kind of like, you were 
old man, I recognize nothing but these eyes these days. Yeah. Pull it back, and then after landing tricks, we kept doing the crowing. All of a sudden, there's like the, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the next day, my hair is sticking up. You know, like once Pan's hair starts sticking up, once yeah. he finds himself again, he turns young, and his hair is just like, <laughs> shoots up. And so that was like my inspiration on this trip I was just on. Is that what you're doing? You're in the desert? Yeah, I was in Vegas for a week. What made you quit pig wheels? I mean, it's the only wheel with the original squeal. <laughs> it's the oink gang, mm-hmm. you know? I oinked, yeah. It's in the squeak. I love pig, and there was, I was on the team for 20 years, and it just orbs hit me up. My buddy Jason, who owns, Wel- owns Welcome, he asked if I would be interested in writing for orbs, and I said, you know, fuck yeah, let's do it. He said, we want to go on a trip to Area 51. We want you on just to be just to be you and do what you want to do. And I was like, you know what? That sounds really cool. Pig, I would ask for a, like a box of wheels. I couldn't even get packages anymore. I hadn't had a pro model wheel in like eight years, maybe 10 years. Um, I was like, I'm writing for this company that I don't want to sound lame and say I wasn't being appreciated, but that's how I felt. I didn't feel a part of the family or something that I truly actually loved. I should have left Pig back in 2005 when Josh Beagle quit because Pig was his company. Yeah. And they took Pig away from him and kept it running. But that was Beagle's company. And so I actually always kind of felt lame to continue writing for the company that my friend Josh put me on that he was no longer a part of. But sometimes you just get scared to leave. And finally, it felt right to be like, you know, I've quit Foundation. And this is not nothing ill towards Tomieto or my friends over there. I love everything about pig i think pig is a cool company yeah it just no longer felt like home to me and when different time up, times change yeah i was like man these fucking weirdos want me on the team with them fuck yeah and i went to vegas with them in 20 years of riding for pig not one trip in two months of riding for orbs i'm on a trip and they were just stoked to have me out there just to watch hook hang out you know and yeah, yeah. videos and goof off and it felt like such a cool connection. It was something very positive and, and I was sucking. Like, you know, I want, I wish I could have been ripping, but I have a bad knee right now. And so just me just doing a trick on flat, they were hyped on. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. That was terrible. But it was nice to feel appreciated or to feel some camaraderie just to be a part of something. It was nice. You know I mean? We all like to be hugged and feel, you know, some kind of respect. And they were kind of, Talking like how you guys are talking, where it's making me blush. Where I'm like, I don't want to talk about those old, old video parts. But, <laughs> well, I mean, you're a living legend. It makes sense, you know. Oh yeah, you, oh yeah. There he goes blushing about it, and it was kind of neat, you know. I was like, well, I don't want to talk about this. That's all. Let's let's pass. But then it 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 was it felt nice, you know, to just to feel the love and be like, I'm with a group of people who are on a team that's happy to for what I've done and continue to do, even if it's not the big backlip that I dream of doing, but just right. to be able to, to gas them on and tell stories and just to be in the van. It was fucking cool. Cause yeah. that's all I've ever, all I want to do is just be around skateboarding. Cause I love it so much, you know, to, right. and to see the young guys gain the tricks and just be like, fuck yeah, you got it. And doing the Peter Pan just to be a part of it. That's to finally feel that like, sense of belonging as the third time I'm going to say it because you know when you're an outsider of something you love to finally feel 
something that's actually feels right, it's a trip. And then I was like, wow, this is probably how a lot of people feel constantly. I finally feel that connection. I love this. Yeah. No, was, I know. I need liquid death now. I'm like caught in mouth after that. That was like a long <laughs> yeah. time for like 20 minutes. Sorry. No, that's fine. Grab a liquid death. I uh, mean, yeah. we, we mention it all the time, you know, that, uh, I mean, you know, Jason Slaya, uh, you know, with welcome, you know, that's been when they started, that was, uh, you know, an inspiration to, you know, for the company just to even start a company in general. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we always mentioned how, you know, skateboarding is, you know, such a counterculture thing in its own, but we feel like it's, you know, in the counterculture, we're like a complete, uh, outcast as well. So it's, yeah. it's a strange feeling when you feel I that way. It, which is also cool because that's why something like Zero, the chef, was so cool in 1997 because Zero did not fit in with what was happening. Right. And that's why Max Lad is cool and why Welcome is cool because the, the big dogs say you can't exist in this world and you're like, why not? Mm-hmm. Right. And we're going to do it however the fuck we want to do it. And if you don't like it, you know, too bad. Yeah, it's like, who who do you think helped helped you build this world? You know, yes. Call it's us like, shop yeah. and us behind the boards, and, and now you're going to tell us we can't do it. Right. We've been yeah. We've been helping you build this world for 20 years now. So I think it's yeah. We're in it. People, I, I swear, they always just try to because they want to keep you down. You know, like they don't want you to realize that you can do it on your own. Yeah. They're like, no, no, you can't do it. It's impossible. There's no money in skateboards or you can't do it. That's lame. And you're like, but why was it okay for you guys to start something when you thought the eighties were lame? You right. know, like, yeah. And also we're looking at skateboarding and it hit, it hit such a stale point in 2010. And the fancy lab was that 2015, 16. No, well it came out in 2011, but it didn't really, yeah, no, it probably yeah. didn't gain traction until about 2015. Yeah. That's probably where people start noticing for sure. And I guess that's because YouTube and Instagram were a bit more popular at that time. And we can actually see that we don't only have to see Nolly Hill, Crook Nolly flip thingamajiggies out. It's okay to see, be like, skateboarding is fun. There's cool shit happening. Right. Do we really have to only watch this fucking gigantic 5.0 on something? Because even myself, I love chomping, you know, back in the Gary and Friends days, but. There is nothing more boring than watching a handrail part now, unless it's a '90s or right or Y2K part. Right, I, I a whole part of rails now. I'm like, I agree, and it's great on. to hear from a rail chomper. Seriously, honestly. thank you. you what know? a what a fucking breath of fresh air. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, and and it's like, or people are like, how come you don't get gnarly anymore? I'm like, that was a, a chapter in my life that I wrote already. I'm working on new stuff that's a bit more fun now. Yeah, rails can be fun, but they lost the the danger or the excitement to them. Before, there was something like kind of primitive about it, and you didn't know how it was going to work. You just went full speed and hoped for the best. But once skate parks became a thing and people actually like kind of master their rail, it's yeah. Too, now it's too it's calculated. Exactly, too it's safe, calculated you know? exactly, and it's just like yeah. Of course, you can do that fucking fifteen kink like you know. You know, four flat, four flat, four flat, four flat, four flat, four flat, four. So I'm sure you've fucking been skating handrails your whole goddamn life. You know, yeah. but yeah, there's something so raw about skating like a fucking crusty ass, like 14 stair rail behind like grocery store. You know, <laughs> like Absolutely. that's fucked. Like that, that, what, what part is it? The, 
is it is it cataclysmic or is it that's life the the 50 you do and you just fucking land like primo are you talking about the iconic that's life intro yeah okay okay that's right it is that's right because it's in the intro too and it's the cover of the video yeah where it cuts into king crimson how how many kids you think bought that record thinking that whole album is going to be all bangers and they're like what is this prog rock weird shit that I just bought? You know, yeah, yeah, I love that album. But you know, speaking of King Crimson, do you think this is a good time to go into one of our segments of uh, coffee talks with Big Zo? I don't think so because we don't have any coffee. Here, oh, but... cool. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> but what slam do you think? Uh, was that your most devastating slam? Either that or maybe the arm break of right foot forward? It's probably not the most devastating slam of them all is. I just hurt my knee last year slipping in a bag of chips because 27 years of skateboarding, I never got hurt. I never hurt my knees. And also my knee is fucked now from slipping in Doritos. You slipped into a bag of chips? Yeah, because, you know, like little bastards at the skate park not cleaning up, putting the trash in the trash can, you know, five feet away. And just littering all over the place. And I jumped off my board and I slipped in trash and fucking tore my, destroyed my knee. So that's kind of like the most devastating because it's like, are you kidding me? On like a one foot noping quarter pipe thing. Just, yeah, so it's like, that's devastating. If we're yeah. talking about devastating, that one's yeah. like heartbreaking. Not even <laughs> skating. Just like, yeah, you were skating, but you weren't skating. You were no. just, you were just yeah, there. Now, now I'm like crippled, limping my knee for life because of, you know, trash. The other ones, you know, like, yeah, they suck, but. I got over them pretty fast. You know, they were hard hits and maybe they looked terrifying and they hurt, mm. but I'm not like devastated over it where this one's going to be like years and years of trauma. You know, my whole life's going to be like the fucking chips got me. Yeah. <laughs> the trash can two feet away. Are you fucking kidding me? Like it's hard to accept that sometimes, you know, and that's the only way you can heal from an injury is by accepting what happened, but I don't want to, Except that's what took me out is a fucking bag of chips or or a grandma's cookies, whatever the trash was, just a piece of garbage that from the A and PM next door to the skate park, you know? Mm. <laughs> well, and that right foot forward part, uh, you know, I gotta oh. say I love the clip where you're catching the football. Yeah. <laughs> but uh are you a sports fan? I do like sports. See, that kind of blew my mind in general. I was like, this punk rocker is also a sportsman and yeah. that's that's when it blew my mind and i was like wow i guess they're not mutually exclusive <laughs> I, I like sports because for a couple of reasons i mean it's something i grew up watching with my dad i like baseball it's always been fun and, and then also i played them as a kid you know before skateboarding i was yeah. always into being outside playing and to me it's like I don't like the organization of sports, let's say, or the whole team aspect of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, but playing it, is fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you going to no. tell me playing like a muddy game of football with your friends is not a good time at times or fucking hitting a tennis ball? Whatever it is, if you're outside with some homies, you can make fun out of it. And yeah. so for a long time, I pretended like I didn't want to admit that I like the sporting events, you know, because... Fuck, you know, skateboarding is like, fuck jocks. Jocks suck. Well, jocks do, jocks do suck, in all honesty. Like, I mean, let's not get let jocks off because there are people probably listening to this right now that are still dealing with jocks. Of course. But then you realize 
I started realizing escapers were the biggest jocks I ever met anyways. It's like the biggest frat party of cool guys of telling you what's cool or not cool. Yeah, and that's another thing we need the young listeners to know, too, is mm-hmm. that skateboarding is full of jocks as well. It's like, spoiler alert, it, it is, honestly. Negative people in general, because most of us are insecure or you don't know what's going on, so you you hurt what you don't understand, you know? You just, yeah. So it's, and then finally, one day, is I was like, you know, I like baseball. Why, why am I going to deny the fact that I like like watching baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Hit a point. I was like, man, I have a Steve Young jersey. I like my football jersey. I think this is cool. And people are like, why the fuck are you wearing that? You don't even like football. I'm like, actually, I do like football. Yeah, that was, there. I like I it. it. That was one of the most mind-blowing things, honestly, to see, to see Duffel in a football jersey. But, you know, it makes sense because you, you can appreciate competition. You can appreciate people out there. trying to do their best at something that they've like devoted their life to you know Uh, you don't necessarily have to appreciate the like the the toxic masculinity that comes along with it which isn't isn't necessarily has anything to do with it it's just all these other things that have been sewn into it you know but i love love that it comes down to you know still being an individual because you know it it reminds me of the guy from uh, lcd sound system Mm -hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with that guy but uh he was saying that, uh, you know, he thought that punk was just about being yourself. And he was like, so I thought one of the most punk things that I could do would, was make dance music. Yeah. And fucking what great records he did make, too. And that's the thing. It's like now, like, I, I have kids tell me, like, you're no longer punk. You don't like you don't wear tight clothes. I'm like, actually, me wearing baggy jeans is more punk kind of than what I was. Yeah, doing. right. You don't understand how punk this is. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be stuck wearing like a uniform, a tro- like be stuck wearing a uniform. I want to wear whatever the fuck I want to do it. So if I want my bucket hat on and my baggy trousers, that's what I'm going to wear. Yep. And if it's pissing you off, guess what? That's kind of punk, you know? <laughs> yeah. You think this is a costume? Yeah. This is a way of life. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the whole thing. It's you wear what you want to wear, you know, regardless. But as a kid, I actually had a, a Boston hockey jersey when I was a kid. So I had to share that with you. I can oh, remember the Bru- we're talking the Bruins. Yeah. And it was the big yellow and black, big B in there. Good colors, yellow who, and black. Who would, yeah, who would Bruins, you say, Wu-Tang. I mean, can't go wrong. Who would yeah. you say besides yourself is the most punk professional skateboarder that you can think of? Professional skateboarder. That's a, that's the one he's leaning into is professional, not punk. Hmm, professional. professional. Who do I consider professional? I would say probably the punkest dude I know that skates at all is Kevin Rodriguez because he truly does not give a fuck about what any like his sponsors or anything thinks. He just K-Rod. does what he wants to do. Yeah. And so I think that is he's got the most punk attitude out of everybody because he's not trying to be that. He just is that, you know. I yeah. think it's really cool. He's special, that guy on it. Like on all levels, like when you talk to him, he's just a very, very special human being. The way his his mind works, mm-hmm. and trick wise too. I mean, when you're, because you know nowadays everyone, a lot of people want to skate, you know, dork around credits footage type stuff for video parts. He actually chose to skate that because that's like what he wanted to skate. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna watch what Dane Brady does. I'm gonna emulate that. It's mm-hmm. this is how I skate. 
Nolan Johnson, another that guy's pretty fucking punk. Uh, he's pretty punk. He's got the butt flap. He's pretty fucking yeah. punk. <laughs> he's got the, um, there's, there's a few of them out there. How about yeah. you guys? Mardal okay. comes to mind for me. Dude, Mardal is punk. Marissa Del Santo. Oh, zero of rider. I mean, I mean that's that's classic though. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, classic she's borderline class, classic now at this point. Right, not a current pro. So no, I mean. I have a Marissa Del Santo board hanging up in the house. It's 49 and 51 or whatever it is. But yeah, she's definitely, she's as punk as she could get. She did it her way. And when she decided to walk away, when she could have been kept doing it, but she's like, no, small paycheck. No, I'm going to go do what I want to do. I'm going to go play guitar in my band, go thrift shopping and do what I want to do. Exactly. That she's punk. I think my favorite punk pro, uh, pro skater currently is Big Zo from Fancy Land Skateboards. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> That's a good choice, right? Thank you. And then, Thank you, man. And then, you know, maybe Pigpen, maybe Jub. Who knows? Are they current? Are they no, still current? They're pro? not current. They're not current. <laughs> I was going right? to say. I, 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 I'm I didn't, know Jub, was, I didn't know Jub was in the running. But speaking of Jub, you. All right. What 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 is your love? You do a lot of big drops, like straight drops. How do, do your how or you did at least? How do you how do your knees handle that these days? You still doing the big drops, or are you still feeling the uh, the wrath of those? I see that, that's what's, that's why it's so devastating about the trash. because of the chips because of the chip that's, bag. Yeah, it's I never had a knee injury, and when I had Damn. the surgery done. When they opened me up, they're like, "Hey, your knees look like a teenager's knees. Like your knees are incredible." Minus. Minus this. So yeah, I never had any like injuries from like the big the big jumps and all that. It's just like little things, little fuck ups got me. You know, because you do some big fucking. You did some big drops. I mean, Gary and friends yolly off the back of a bus over some barbed wire. I remember <laughs> that for sure. But uh, you also, I think, is it Caddick? No, I think it's maybe that's life. I don't know. You'll probably yeah, know. Big ones. I like to. There's like a double loading dock almost. It's like two loading docks stacked. It's like an enormous double, just like two stair, you know? That was like a construction site in San Francisco. So it's full of, you know, syringes everywhere, used condoms, all sorts of nasty, nasty stuff down there. All the good stuff. All the stuff you want to slam into. Yeah. Perfect kind of area for open wounds. Yeah. So the, the drop was like, whatever part it was everything else that made that spot kind of hairy dude it's i feel like it's hard to like keep your board under you for that long when you're just doing a straight drop you know what i mean that's why i always try to go with more speed i never did just a straight splat i feel i feel like i always yeah you never did like the true jub you always you ollie you ollie out far with it too yeah and I made sure my knees never really smacked landing, and I wanted to make sure it was a nice all that I got to, make it look good, have some speed. I never wanted it to be just a straight splat type dude, you know, but I did do right. a couple. Of- but you, dude, you took some fucking tall-ass drops, though, you know? Yeah, that, a lot of times that would be just being on tour and somebody seeing a spot and be like, no, Duff, man, you got that? Yeah. Oh no, no. Clearly, it's just like, oh, there's a there's a fucking obscenely tall drop right there. Yeah. Can you do that? I mean, we do that all the time. We see a spot and we say, oh, floppy Tim's gonna die off that thing for sure. Yeah. And then sure enough, we bring him back and he does. But then you know what? He gets a trick too. Of course. Got to double down. You got eat shit and then get a trick. That's usually the way it happens, at least for me. 
like that 50 like that big 50 50 that you do uh and thinking that's life where you land primo and then yeah that's yeah you you mean the one that's the that's the the photo from the intro no no not that one yeah 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 i know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. yeah it sucked i got i got smoked and it was skating spot i didn't really want to skate but once again being brought and being told you should hit this and it's like all right sure whatever fuck it let's do it I love the solo slam too, where it, you don't even go back and land it. Like in your one of your newer parts, you have like the fifty-fifty. It's like a crusty ass spot. Yeah, it's like a fifty-fifty like drop to fifty-fifty, and you fall over to the other side. Yeah, I ended up making it again, but I was like, man, the slam just looks cooler. It's like the slam's better yeah. sometimes. Absolutely, you know, for Put sure. It, in. it makes he, people talk sometimes. Heath Kirchart said it, you know. And that's that's something I just consistently tell myself when I can only slam at spots. I can't get the make. I just say, well, you know what? The slam's usually better anyways. Hey, at least you're out there getting it, you know? Getting the slams. Yes, for sure. Yeah. That's how I feel like when people are like, man, skating must be hard. Or like, how long have you been a pro skateboarder? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like a professional, like, floor sweeper. I just dust the floor constantly. Like, I'm not ever making shit. I'm just eating shit constantly. Yeah. It's like I I have a coworker who's in a fucking boot because they like tripped walking up the stairs. Isn't that like, so weird when that happens? Fuck when people are like hurt yeah. from anything but skating. You're like, God damn, you are fucking you're you're weak. <laughs> like, <laughs> which sounds it's mean, but honestly, it's no. True. But they are wimps. they are they are they're wimps. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like yeah. damn, you're like God damn, like like i'm like i'm glad you don't see my shins right now normal person because they are fucking like they have so many craters and just like discoloration and like i eat shit that is part of my diet yes it is part of the diet absolutely and it's one of the one of my my favorite parts of the diet one of the most nutritious for sure mm-hmm. is the shit <laughs> we all eat shit together and sometimes yeah, some some of us eat shit skating, you know, three, five stairs, you know, others eat shit hucking <laughs> down. I don't know. What's the what's the biggest what's the most stairs you ever ollied? Yeah, let's get down to let's it. get uh, down to the brass tacks here. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was it was probably twenty or twenty one, something Jesus like that. Christ. Maybe it's a lot of stairs. That is a lot of stairs. It's a lot of stairs. The stairs are they're old enough to drink. <laughs> But I never went out looking, going, I got to find, you know, this 25 stair or whatever. It's just like, cool, I got, like, the big ones I've done, they were all just ones I got brought to, you know. It wasn't, like, a mission of me being, like, I'm going to go do Guinness Book of World Records type things. That's not mm. the way I've ever skated. It's still not that way. I think the whole, like, record setting and thing is so lame in skateboarding. Like, it's like skateboarding should be, like, spur of the moment sometimes. It should be, you know, progressive and um also just like jazz like if you're not i was gonna say spontaneous jazz spontaneous jazz looks the coolest that's when like styles look the best too or you actually don't know what you're doing but you do know what you're doing you know but you just go out there you make it happen that's like when it's in your muscle memory looks nice but when something's done perfect you're like that's cool but i don't care for stevie ray vaughn's guitar playing i'd rather hear somebody like kurt cobain play guitar maybe and somebody else can say I'm a complete asshole for saying that, but that's just me. You know, I, what I like, what do you think about Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar playing on Let's Dance by David Bowie? 
It's the name of it on that. And oh, he, did, he does. I didn't either. Turtles oh. flexing right there. He does. And yeah. so that dance came out. That album actually came out today, 40 years ago or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. To this yeah. day? Yeah, to this day. Oh, so wow. And for the listeners, this today is what? What is it? April 14th? April 14th. I like Neil Young's guitar solos. Oh, Neil Young is one of my favorite guitarists. All right, I'm going to I'm going to list my favorite guitarists right now. Okay. All right, well, I'm I'm not top not in any particular order, but I got Neil Young, John Squire, uh Joey Santiago, uh I mean, obviously Johnny Marr. And let's say Oh man, this is tough. I've already have gone so deep. Oh god. Uh, spiral stairs. Spiral stairs. Yep, from pavement. Oh. Is that their name? Sorry for my lack of knowledge. That's okay because that's, Yeah, that's his fan I can't stand that people trip out on. I'm not a big American indie fan, but pavement is like the Malcolmus pavement I can't get into. Anytime it's an escape video mm. and you know like when you walk in the store and there's like like, what the fuck is this awful thing playing? It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mine is, what the fuck song is this in Escape and Video? It's Pavement. I'm always like, it's Pavement. And I'm like, and I've always been told by friends, like, you got to check out Pavement. Pavement's so great. And I've I never know. listened to them, but the last year, it's been in like 10 different videos, I swear. And I'm always like, God damn, fucking Pavement again. Mm. I do think that they're probably my favorite 90s alternative band, honestly, besides Nirvana, yeah. which was my first favorite band of Sp- all time. Spiral Stairs isn't one of my favorite guitarists, though. I was just fucking freaking out there. But you know what? Graham, Graham Coxon might be one of them. I'm surprised you didn't say John Frusciante, dude. Dude, I know John you're a big Frusciante. Red Hot Chili Brothers fan. Yeah, too. I'm into the, the, the Red Hoot Chili Poopers. Yeah. That's okay. We were all kids at once upon a time. You know, it was fun. That's not true, Duffel. You take it back. Yeah, you know, we all like them. You know, I'm not gonna deny it. I like. I was listening to the Counting Crows yesterday. You know. Oh well, Counting uh, Crows smack, dude. Mr. Jones. I mean, come on. Oh, don't yes, worry, guys. I'll cut. I'll, cu- I'll cut this whole Counting Crows bit out. Don't worry, guys. No, you can leave it up. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, you're leaving it. Oh, I'm leaving it in. Put it on. I was like, oh damn, Mr. Jones. And then Blind Melon came on. I was like, yeah. Now we're talking. And then dude. Jeremy came on Pearl Jam, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I was really digging it, man. Those are childhood memories. Well, I got to say, Pearl Jam, they're my least favorite 90s alternative band. Damn. So Pavement, probably my my favorite. But, you know, agree to disagree. You know, that's yeah. what I say. You know, there's something about Pavement where it just seems all, it's almost seems all like it's so structured, but it seems so off the cuff that there's, it's like almost falling apart at every like angle that there's something so beautiful about it and that's uh you know i mean i think that you would be able to appreciate that if you if you got into it you know a shout out to my buddy kevin jackson who's always telling me dude pavement so he's been preaching that to me for years and he said it has not hit me yet and it's like one of those bands where there's a few bands like that like pink floyd or something i'll be like huh i'm gonna try pink floyd again i'm gonna revisit them and it's still, it just never clicks. Like some bands, like I want to like them because I know they are amazing and they have stuff that's great about yeah. them. Maybe but, early, maybe early Pink Floyd might tickle like your fancy a little more. Stuff, of course. Yeah, I mean, of course. Pink Floyd songs I can dig, but like I'll, I put it on. I'm like, huh, 
and that's how pavement is. When I put it on, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen all day. Well, it's like skateboarding being a performance art. It's like that's what I would always compare um, a big inspiration to the company is like the sort of like indie scene of like the 80s or whatever that uh, like all the bands in our band can be your life. Um, (laughs) You know, um, the Minutemen, Sonic Youth, you know, Beat Happening, um, the Replacements, like all those bands that, uh, you know, just have this just such uh sort of uh like punk aesthetic but they're like very like pop bands at the same time like uh even like the music but also like with the album art and like the art direction even with pavement too and it's like so hands-on with everything that it's just a huge uh inspiration you know yeah and i i will give them mad props because they are from stockton so to come from a you know shithole place and make something happen, it is cool. There's the the appreciation for it. Obviously, it's just I can't. Do you pl- do you play any music yourself? Nah, I'm just a critic. I'm like I'm yeah. like the worst nightmare. I have all these things to say about music, and yet I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, some of the biggest critics I know in skateboarding are the ones that uh, you know uh, aren't as aren't the most gifted. Let's say at skateboarding. You know, so and you got the the soundboard behind you. You got speakers. I'm curious what mm-hmm. what synth and what stuff you guys play. Oh yeah, well you know, Tom, he's uh you know he's jack of all trades. He's got a Moog himself. You know, oh yeah, synth. He's a big synth guy. Oh yeah. No, Tom was in a band. He Very plays. Rude. We both play guitar, but um, yeah. I, I think of myself more of a vocalist, honestly. I'm not a very good guitar player. I can play guitar. And he plays better than me. So that's yeah. probably not true. There you go. Hey, both better than me. You know? I might, be, I, got- I might be play better than you by some fucking idiot standards. You know? Yeah. Where, like, you know what notes you're playing, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, what kind of sense do you have? What? Yeah, like uh, guy or like nine oh nine three three. What what are we into, dude? I have no sense. No, I was just kidding uh, about him. My roommate's got a uh, drummer from another mother, Moog, and so it was just fresh on my mind. Yeah, Lebzo. Yeah, Lebzo. He's got. Uh, but I mean, that stuff is too expensive for me. I just started using Ableton myself, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, uh, but I would love to buy a synth, but I don't want to pay six hundred dollars for one or like more or two but they they seem like fun toys absolutely well then what kind of guitar are you guys jamming on i've only had two guitars my entire life and i've been playing for like 20 years but uh i have a gibson sg standard from 1999 Mm, mm, mm. just like acdc angus young oh damn (laughs) I got a uh let's see I got I I got a this nice well it's a Mexican Telecaster so it's this nice seafoam like body but yeah. I got the uh I got the the Tex-Mex Telecaster pickups in there. Uh-huh. I've had that thing for probably like 12 years at this point. Fucking love it. Love a good Tele, you know. I also have an Epiphone Dot which is like a big like semi-hollow body. Yeah. And I uh, put some like Seymour Duncan pickups in there probably like also probably like 12 years ago but those two i fucking like 
They get I get all the sounds I want out of those two guitars. Best guitar. I'll send you a photo of it later. But when I moved into the apartment I live in now, like probably like six years ago, there was an electric guitar in the trash. And it's this weird looking one. The the body looks like a like a painter's palette, you know, yeah. like the one like that weird like shapes kind of like almost like a teardrop, you know, where it's like the thumb hole. But not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's ends up. It's a it was a 1968 Tesco May Queen. So trash can. It was in the trash outside. It's a fifteen hundred dollar guitar. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's like that. That is my that is like my baby. That's actually at my parents' house right now because I lent it to my dad because he liked playing it. Uh, yeah. But that's like a three quarter scale guitar, and it has like a fucking like Bigsby built into it, and it's just fucking. Ooh, the way it hums, it's like you don't have to plug it in, and it sounds fucking distorted, like just acoustic. It's so nice. And then what kind of amp are you using mainly? I got a Blues Junior that I use mainly, um, which is you know, Fender Blues Junior. Fucking nice, like little tube amp. Fucking yeah. is great. I, mean, I, I used to used to play out of like a twin reverb, but those are fucking huge. Yeah, we have I mean, we have a big one. We have a JC one twenty in the back room, so that thing is oh shit. Oh, so you do play music, you liar! I don't play. I Rachel, uh, my partner, she's got you know she got her whole little music room set up, whatever modular synth, drum sets, mm. bass, you know, amps, all sorts of cool shit. So I mean, I I know what some of the stuff is, and obviously being a dork of music, you you want to know how some like Squire gets that guitar tone or. What right. stuff playing, you know, or you're like, oh, Bernard Butler. You're like, oh, obviously he's on a Gibson or whatever, because the sounds you hear, or you yeah. know, like classic Reckenbacher sounds. So it's like you dork out. It's the same as skateboarding. You're like, yeah, oh, guy, why is that kind of bored or whatever? It's just it's cool, useless knowledge that makes you excited on things. No, yeah. but it's it's, it's dude, like it's, it's like fucking, me asking perfect. you what kind of trucks you ride. You know, yeah. and is that do you still and ride I, Venture? I do have ventures on. Fuck yeah, Love I like. Venture. But then I also I'll ride Ace sometimes too because I like those also. You know, it's like sometimes you just want to play with different things. Yeah. You know, yeah. Thing about not being quote unquote pro or whatever, ride whatever the fuck I want. I'm like, if I want to skate a fancy lad board or if I want to skate a ten inch board now, go I on again without someone telling me that's lame or whatever. Definitely insecure about it and like, yeah, cool. This is fun. Or if, like, say someone said, you know, if you wanted to have a pro graphic for Fancy Lad Skateboards. Yeah, what's stopping you? Yeah, what's you know? stopping you? I'd I mean, say, hey, how do we do this? Maybe in nine months, once we could get these skateboards made, you know? <laughs> Let's yeah, do it. once the glue shortage is, is dealt yeah, with. Yeah, once uh, these stories are being told, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we could finally do it. 2023 springtime, you know? Oh, my God. It's going to be a fucking beautiful year for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're on. I'm going to talk to the art department. You oh know, goodness. we're going to be on this. Dude, okay. wait, you're you're in close contact with the art department too. I am. So yeah, cameos, I... guest boards. That's that's why I'm. That's the route I've been taking these days. And to me, that's a, it's yeah. a little more exciting. It's more. Oh, we're we're talking full full fledged sponsorship here. Oh. Yeah. As long as you're okay sharing a team with Marissa Del Santo. Yes, I love Mar. Is is Marissa getting on finally? Yeah, she's she's on the... Get her on the board. You know, I told her when I started this thing, you know, I said, if I ever do something, you know, Mar, we better be doing this, you know, skateboard. Yeah. You don't have to ride for me, but I'm putting a skateboard out for you just because I love you so much. 
And she said, well, that, sure, now. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm planning on doing. A kind of a, you know, just do it and then ask for forgiveness afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, saying, oh, here's your pro model. Yeah, here's I'm the sorry, money. Here's the royalties. But here it is. Yep. But she should have about 10 different pro model boards. Why not? I know. She, uh, dude, okay. uh, she should have so much. She should be so fucking rich. She is so good. She's just a cool person too. I mean, yeah, we're gonna and she's cool. That's, that's the that's like the the the, the when you get down to the the bottom of it, it's like damn, she's so fucking cool. Yeah, soundbite number ten, Marissa Del Santo. I love you, Marissa Del Santo. My favorite skateboarder of a long time, Marissa Del Santo. Kickflip front board, twelve stair rails, Marissa Del Santo. Kickflip melon grab a stair that I can only kickflip. Marissa Del Santo skating to better bands than I did. Marissa Del Santo skating to the Stranglers. Holy shit, that was sick. That was fucking sick. Has more of a broken arm than I did. Marissa Del Santo called me up for injury advice. Talking to her, Marissa Del Santo. Remember in San Diego when we hugged last? Yes, I love her. She's awesome. And she's definitely somebody I think that's inspired more than just, you know, skateboarders or female skateboarders. She's, she's, Every guy loves Marissa Del Santo. Every girl loves her. She rules. There's not many like her out there. Or I guess For sure. not any other like her because she is Mar. She's the I mean, right, exactly. She's a Mar doll. I mean, we're talking ghosts. Love me because I'm the only one. You know? Yeah, exactly. You are the deaf yeah. man. Escape, that's what makes skateboarding special, not imitating others. You know, that's what talking about the punk skaters, you know, Sherry Strawberry. I like stuff like that. Ben Cato, the people mm-hmm. who doing their shit fancy lad once again it's cool because it's not it's a niche market it's you guys's own market you're doing what you guys want to do and you either get it or you don't and if you don't good riddance and if you get it welcome enjoy it have fun exactly I this guy fucking it gets it. why didn't we get him on the marketing team earlier yes <laughs> Dude, seriously i'm consulting for you know all sorts of stuff just give me um I don't know. Pay pay me something. You know, send me some pavement records and oh, you know. Hell yeah! I'll okay. I'll send you I'll send you that ten inch board that you were talking about. Yes, cool. Okay. You know, before we go, I just wanted to ask about the uh, Igmar Bergman uh, Seven Seal uh, graphic with the with the death playing chess. Mm. Came from right here. Oh shit, exactly. dude! Okay, that's for all the all the Patreon viewers. He flashed yeah, his tat. He flashed his tat. Are you sure that's not actually a Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey parody? <laughs> it kind of does look so similar to it, right? Because they, yeah, the, the graphic kind of went all over the place, but it comes from obviously the film, but also my love for Scott Walker because he mm-hmm. did the song off Scott Thor and then also Swedish Heritage and apparently, you know, you're playing chess with death. So it's just something I thought was cool. And it's my homage to yeah, Bergman and Scott Walker. Dude. But then they made it bright pink because for some reason at that time, 2008, 2007, Foundation thought all my boards should be bright pink. Pink and black, you know, the with the, yeah, fit your aesthetic there. Yeah, yeah, which was fine. But I was like, dude, it's a black and white film. Yeah. It should be kind of creepy. But once again, I didn't care enough to, you know, like and- put- down, I was like, oh, that's cool. And that's death good. looks a lot different in the uh, the yeah. Bergman film. That's yeah. true. Oh, yes. So you have seen it, though. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I subscribe to the Criterion channel. 
I don't we know. We did, if... too, but it ran out and we ended up playing, paying for the Disney Plus instead. Because mm. the Simpsons are on there. Yeah. That makes oh, you sense. Got, you got to watch The Simpsons in 16.9 if you thought it was good in 4.3. Wait yeah. till you see it with fucking a, a quarter of the visual gags fucking gone. Yeah, I know. It's, what a shame. Huh? <laughs> fucking shame. Really is a bummer. That's why I have all the box sets over there, just for that reason. You need the box sets. And speaking of which, it's good that you have the box sets of Freaks and Geeks, because when they uploaded those for streaming, they had to put all new songs on because they couldn't get the rights to everything. Exactly. Same thing happened to the Wonder Years. And it's the same reason why same skate happened videos... to the end. Talk about the one thing, the fucking end. This one goes out to my friend Lou, Luis Arnold. Come on, the end is not Tom Petty. It no. is and David Bowie. Right. Yeah. We, we talked about... We get negative and mean right now. For all you viewers out there listening, I think it's Tom Petty and there's nothing against Tom Petty. That song does not work with the end. It Un- ruined the part. The it, only It song. ruined the part. Absolutely. Yeah. They should not have put it back on VHS or DVD after that. It should have just been done with. If you don't have a copy of the white video with Queen and Bowie, do not own the end. It's a weird it's a it's a weird second choice too cuz they go from like the ultimate like like duet song, you know, like oh this is Bowie and Queen to just Tom Petty. Which you know, Bowie and Queen makes sense for fucking Klein and Kerchart, you know? Yeah. Petty? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you know, here on the Face Lab podcast, we love Tom Petty. We've talked about this before. It's Actually, you know what? Before we even had you on, we were talking about Tom Petty, honestly. <laughs> Which I is dumb. I saw Robert's record today, so Petty was on my mind, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's good. So this is nothing against Tom Petty. This has nothing uh-huh. to do with him. This isn't his fault. But, man, they fucked up. We we made a joke that Tom Penny sounds like Tom Petty. And that's a good joke, you got to admit. You got to admit. <laughs> No one else is thinking of replacing the the two T's with two N's, you know? (laughs) But yeah, that's how we should end it. They fucked up on that. And if you, you know, that's that's it. My friend Lou, him and I get in arguments about it all the time. And I'm like, I know Lou's going to be listening to this. So Lou, love you, but... That shit sucks. There's there's no argument, okay? You're you're right. Yeah, Lou, you're I'm sorry, I don't know what you're arguing about, bro. You fucking lost. Straight up. <laughs> One of the best video parts of all time, please. Song, everything about it makes it fantastic. Well, you know, on that note, thanks again for being on the podcast. You know, I feel like they don't usually go on for this long. I feel like we've actually made a new friend, Tom. I know, I do too. It took, I'm, I'm... it took about an hour and a half for me finally, you know, the fuck with it. I mean, five minutes before this, I kept pushing it back. I wasn't feeling good. I was taking a bubble bath, and then Rachel started cooking dinner. And I'm like, I gotta fucking do this anyway with these people I don't even know. God damn it. Fuck. Why did I answer these Instagram messages? Fuck, dude. Yeah. I was stressing out, just pissed off. And then it took me a minute. I was trying to be reserved, and then finally it cracked. And, and then I fucking kicked I it off with my fucking, you know, claiming to be a skate nerd. And mm-hmm. I fucking at, mentioned that you didn't share a video with Ethan Fowler. I was like, I fucking, I fucking blew it. Instantly blown. Instantly like, fucking blown down. Instantly shot down. I didn't share a proper foundation video with Ethan Fowler. <laughs> because well, it, some would say, including myself, foundation went downhill once I got on a team. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. It was not... And it hasn't been ever since then, you know? 
Okay, it's well, not- I will say that they peaked at art bars, in my p- opinion. Oh, but, my God. You but can't, for everybody bars, else really that I grew up with, mm-hmm. the quintessential foundation video is, is That's, that's life. life. Yeah. For yeah, everybody I- else I grew up with. Well, that's good. But Ethan had last part on that one, too. You know, technically I did, that's but true. Ethan's got the last part because he's got the credits after his part. Yeah. That was the whole thing behind that. He was like, I have last part no matter what. Like, cool, I don't even want last part. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know? Guy's a legend. You Absolutely. Know? That's true. Got to give him that. Well, big fans of Ethan, big fan of Fancy Lad, Boston scene. Let's give a shout out to Skylar Ricketts and Coliseum homies, all you dudes out there. Dude, hell yeah, dude. Dude, I was going to mention Skylar earlier, but I'm glad you brought him up. <laughs> yeah. Course, you know, dude, hell I yeah, yeah. Gary and friends came from. I was like, maybe Skyler stole this from my house a long time ago and brought it back to Boston. <laughs> I was wrong. You guys got it directly from the source. All the better. Oh, Skyler, yeah, no, no, no. Shout yell exit for doing the backside 180 down the uh Jamie Thomas gap, you mm. know. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, the chef once again. Oh, yeah, and we got to say, yeah, yeah, Gary and Friends copy of the, that was pre, that was before we even knew Skylar Ricketts existed. That was yeah. way pre Skylar Ricketts. That's two, that video was 2001, I believe. 2000, 2001. Yeah, that makes sense. Do, do you stay in touch with uh, Juju Winchild? <laughs> so, Juju Winchild is actually Joel. Yes. Yeah, no, I know. Chauncey, Juju Winchild. Yeah, he was trying to get on iPath with that video part. Yeah, I gotta have an image because you know he was good, but Joel just—he didn't look that cool. He was just Joel. Dude, but Juju is a I'm fucking good about, image. That's what I'm saying about working on your fashion. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, not swinging, man. You gotta have something cool. You gotta be. You, you gotta go in a direction. You either have to be, you know punk with the tight jeans and the leather jackets did the, did the leather jackets help hucking down the stairs i liked wearing it for that reason i thought it looked cool you know so it boosted my confidence well it does and look cool and something cool from this guy oh he was like man you were like a breath of fresh air when you came out he goes it was like hair metal and synth pop and all of a sudden nirvana came out and it was exciting he goes when you came in skateboarding it was exciting again and so that was like very cool to hear from somebody because I would never, you know, put that on to myself. But like, oh yeah, I came in and I stirred shit up or whatever. I was just some dude that liked Levi's and the leather jacket and long hair and went fast. But to hear that from like the old the old guard was kind of cool. Like, damn. You, you kind of are like the Kurt Cobain of skateboarding. And this is coming from a guy that was the he's the road manager for. Dinosaur Jr. So to hear it from him, I was like, damn. Fuck yeah, that's cool as shit. Thanks, so. Yeah, he has to put up with Jay Masks' shit all, all day. Yeah. He has to go, yeah, okay, Jay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you I skate. get it. Okay, yeah. I, I get it. You want to go to the noodle place in you, uh, Amherst. You can daffy on a board. I get it. You skateboard. <laughs> I guess we got to end this. It's hard to, you know, walk away I know. from and it's nice to know that there's friends out there in Boston, you know. Well, you're more than welcome to come anytime. One of these days I shall. It's, it's getting nice out now, too, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, dude. It's been beautiful. Fantastic. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully, dude, you got thanks for being on. Or we're going to 
put most people to bore. Most people are going to be bored and annoyed, but I, we had fun. Or I had now, fun. The, the real G's out there, they're going to love this. Also, that's what we strive for here on the Fancy Lad podcast is to get people bored and annoyed. I mean, we've been doing this is probably like our 65th episode of boredom and annoyed. And, um, yeah. You know, oh, 65. So you, guys, a- you didn't like me whatsoever. You just did some like research like right before this because I'm 65, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we just actually we were, thought we, we got were to a point where we were like, to this. we were like, shit, I think actually we could get Duffel on here because you like what we saw you like commented on a video. Yeah. I, I saw and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, Duffel actually might be aware of our existence. We might actually be able to get Duffel on here. Yeah, we were building up to this. We wanted to get, you know, some big names on, like, uh, you know, Dane Berman and Beagle right. before we asked you, because we are Th- like... That's why we got our boy Dane. Get, that, that's the main the reason we got our boy Dane on here. We got our boy Ryan Gallant on here. We said, mm-hmm. all right, we need oh. you big... You need your big wigs on here. So of course, we can... Gallant, man. Fucking huge. I mean, he's... Oh, dude. Gallant. I shared a... I was in a video with him, you know, so that was cool. Which and one? Digital video? The digital video. Galat mm. is one of the sickest dudes out there right now. The stuff he's doing in his backyard and with Visit, that's mm. me. That's the kind of brand I want to support. And that's, I like small brands. I, you can clearly see it's somebody that loves skateboarding and they're doing it their own way. And that's the kind of brand I want to support. And if people are into supporting that shit, buy my shit too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah. um, no, no. Actually, speaking of your shit, if people do want to support your shit, where can they go to do that? AdoredSkateboarding.com, and it's yeah. So it's just putting out stuff with my art or other people's art that I dig, and just working with other friends. So we could even do a fancy lad adored collab. You never know. Because it's shit that I care about that I think is you know progressive and fun in skateboarding. You know, because at times I feel like it's just missing. You know, certain certain aspects that I care about in it, whether it's the love for music and skating. Because obviously, here we are, we're dorking out on it. But sometimes there's not a presence of you know, the music or our love, mutual love for our music and skateboarding. Like, how much do you guys love pavement? Why is there not a pavement fancy lad skateboarder? Like, how come you haven't reached out to Malcolm Miss? You know, like stuff like that is, to me, it's, it's kind of missing sometimes. It's, mm. it's paying homage to the people that inspire us to, you know, to be who we are. And yeah. so that's the whole thing with the door. In so well, many words, I think you almost need my face, you know, visually to know what I'm ever saying. Cause first I can't speak whatsoever. I'm all excited. I'm all over the place. I think I'm saying something, but it's probably just in my mind the whole time. I don't actually get the words out. But on the video, I'm like, ah, <laughs> tweaker over here. Well, I love it. You know, you know, I'm down. You know, any any friend of uh, you know that will send Ky- Kyle Seidler a part uh, trick to put in his part is a friend of mine. And oh, I'm, yeah, I'm down to collab. Good. All right, guys. Well, good night. It's past midnight, quarter past midnight for you guys. So get some sleep. Oh shit, that's yeah. right. All I right. do have work. I thought, it was I thought it was later than it is. <laughs> you scared right, me. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Dude, Duffel, thanks, Corey. You're a legend, but all I'm saying is stay in touch. Okay, sounds good. I'll see you guys on the gram, Tal Ben. All right. All right. Peace Ow. out. Later, Duffel. Thank you. Ooh! Long app, but you know it was worth it. Oh, my God. Boy, was it. Just nerding out with the Duff man there. Mm-hmm. I think we gave the people what they wanted. I don't know if it's what they wanted. It's what I wanted. Yeah. I mean, is it what you wanted? I wanted to talk to Duffel. 
I think if what you wanted was to talk to Duffel, mm-hmm. then I think that we succeeded in exactly what Tom Tweak wanted. Oh, absolutely. What, what, but was it what Bigzo wanted? You know what? I could say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, I'll never be satisfied. I'll never be satisfied. We're going to have to hit him up immediately. Yeah. Continue this com- conversation via DMs. But I feel a kinship. I feel we've sparked something that not only reinforces mm-hmm. that what we're doing is awesome. Fuck yeah. That's right. He said that too. Corey but, Duffel said that. Yeah. But what Duffel has been doing for 20 years is also awesome. But, you know, I'm kind of kicking myself because I didn't mention to him that he mm-hmm. loves dogs. Fuck. And he even had his dog pop on. We didn't even ask what the dog's name was. I didn't see his dog pop on. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why I was so surprised that you just, like, quickly shooed away the dog and just kept talking. I, okay, I was assuming that I was when I was taking a pee because I, I, I didn't see any dog. No, the dog did come on while you were here, and you just completely, I was, like, surprised that you completely disregarded the dog. But maybe you just didn't see the dog. Okay, maybe I'm just going insane. It could be. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else you can say about duffel. I mean, maybe you could have made a joke uh, about a duffel bag. I was thinking about it, but there are just so many duffel bag jokes to make. You know, yeah. it's like, what's the best one to pick? I don't know. And there's so many duffel bag jokes that you make on the daily. Mm-hmm. It's none of them seemed appropriate in the moment. Yeah, but I'm glad that we got to uh, have a legendary skater on and ask these hard hitting questions as per usual. Oh, man, it's great to ask the hard-hitting questions. But not only that, we may actually have a new Fancy Lad Team Rider. Whether or not Duffel knows it. That's true. You know? That's what I'm saying. Release the pro model. Ask for forgiveness afterwards. Oh, man, absolutely. So, you know what? On that note, I think we should probably wrap it up. But if any of our listeners have any questions, they can hit us up at uh, at Fancy Lad Podcast on Instagram or FancyLadPodcast at gmail.com. Well, on that note, I guess maybe we should leave and maybe we'll see the viewers next week. Bigs, you got anything you want to say? Keep on rocking in the free world. All right, baby. Here we go. Uh, yeah.